What is up? Yo, this week's episode uh, brought to you by Hemp Bombs. Uh, Hemp Bombs offers a product line of high-grade CBD products uh, that are formulated for the user to experience a full sweep of health benefits while providing feelings of complete relaxation. Uh, at each step of the manufacturing process, uh, they emphasize quality control. Uh, hemp Bomb sources their CBD from premium grade organic certified industrial hemp as free of heavy metals, pesticides, and many other contaminants. Uh, in production, they worked with uh, some of the country's leading nutritionists to blend high purity CBD and other natural botanical extracts. Uh, their goal was to create an attractive, effective, and healthful product that encourages optimal mind and body function while making you feel great. Uh, aside from uh, strict sourcing requirements, uh, they have their own set of quality control standards, uh, including third-party lab testing. Uh, consistently, lab tests show impressive results with Hemp Bomb's products, uh, finding high-purity CBD and zero traces of THC whatsoever. Uh, any consumer who uses Hemp Bomb's products uh, will benefit from the most authentic, cleanest product on the market. Uh, BJ and myself have uh, had the opportunity to test a lot of these products, uh, and I, I am actually very shocked that they actually work as well as they do. I'm not going to lie. Their CBD is great. Uh, I've got a lot, lot of relief. Um, I have a bad knee. BJ's got a bad shoulder, uh, foot, you name it, he's got it. Uh, and it's really helped with a lot of it. So, uh, But be sure to check them and uh, all of their products out at HempBombs.com. Uh, and use promo code SMUG15 at checkout to get 15% off your order. Uh, but that's Hemp Bombs. Feel great. Relax now. Uh, also, this week's episode uh, brought to you by Ranger Nutrition. Ranger Nutrition is a disabled veteran-owned company. Uh, and they make all-natural sports nutrition products. Uh, they were founded by a retired Army Ranger uh, who was tired of bad sports nutrition products. Uh, most products uh, taste bad. Uh, they leave you feeling a little jittery, maybe a little nauseous. Uh, so he, along with a couple of his chemist buddies from Berkeley University, uh, set out to create supplements that not only taste good, uh, but are healthy for you. And they don't give you all those crazy side effects. Uh, and they've developed everything from protein powder uh, that you don't need a shaker bottle or agitator to mix uh, to weight loss supplements like Catalyst XT that works for about 95% of the people who take it. Uh, also, since all of these products are all natural, uh, this gives you the option to combine them to get even better results. Uh, the most popular combo, and I say it every week because it's still true, is the Swole Combo. Uh, this combo combines the Catalyst XT, the Nitro NO2, and the pre-workout drink Max Out. Uh, it'll give you a pump you will regret tomorrow. Uh, but you can head to RangerNutrition.com uh, to find out more about all these products. Uh, once you decide to buy, go ahead and use promo code SMUGCAST at checkout, uh, and you're going to get yourself 15% off your order. Uh, but that's Ranger Nutrition, designed for fitness warriors. Uh, also, big shout-out to Repo Records. Uh, they help us out with the audio every week. Uh, they hooked us up with all the sound condensing foam here in the studio. They do a lot for us. We really appreciate the hell out of those guys. Uh, but that's Repo Records taking the music back. Uh, this week, we got a great show for you. You're going to love it. Um, I had some buddies pop in, John and Kyle, and uh, they, uh, they, they knock it out, man. It was a good show. So hope you enjoy. Uh, with that, this is Smugcast. <laughs> I'm trying to learn the guitar, and you. Yes! <laughs> My GPS 
Yes, this was stuck in the goddamn jungle. Come on. All right, welcome to this week's episode of Smugcast. I am AP. Uh, with me, as always, the BJ. Hello, me amigo. I don't even know what that means. We hit the SAP button before we started. Oh, okay. Dog did that last night. Did it? I was watching the show, and I was just like, why is it all in Spanish? And I just started, like, it was like 3 o'clock in the morning. Did it make you want to build a wall around your TV? Uh, no. Oh. No, I just I actually just try to listen to the words I've learned. Oh, okay. that's the uh, lazy man's Rosetta Stone. That's right. <laughs> you just fucking turn turn it on and try to watch your favorite TV shows in Spanish. What was Transformers? Is there a lot of dialogue in Transformers? Though you know, I, it's the one with Mark Wahlberg. Do, 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 do. Well, so it, now, it, did it was it saying it in Spanish or was it subtitled? Uh, I was saying it in Spanish. So did they have the same voices in Spanish? Like did Starscream still smell still still sound like that and? A little bit. How does that work? A little bit. Yeah, they still had like the 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 uh, not is it, uh, not automated. What's the what's the term I'm looking for? Like the electrical sound that they make, I guess. Oh nice. yeah. So, but it was just in a with a Spanish accent. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes. Spanish robots. Yeah. 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 Spanish robots. I can tell we got some guests. Yes, we do. The first voice you heard was Kyle. How you doing? Next one is John. Hey, what's going on? You've heard John on here before. That's right. It's been a while, and I know if Nisi went back and listened to every episode, yeah, she should know who he is. And she says, how many jobs have I had? And then I was thinking about that, right? Why? It's because I keep talking about the same job. I just word it differently so no one ever catches oh, on where it was. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I get you. But now, like I said, we do have guests. John we'll let, and Kyle will let them tell, give you a, a little bit about who they are and why they're here. All right. Well, go ahead, Kyle. Let's start with you. Uh, my name's Kyle Helsper. I... Uh, I own uh, Endurance Tattoo. Uh, been working in tattoo business since 1996, and uh, it's it's uh, yeah, it's been a long ride. Um, I also uh, I also own and operate a gym, strength and conditioning gym uh, in Indy uh, called uh, Iron and Blood Strength and Conditioning. And because um, you are fucking jacked, <laughs> <laughs> the first time I met you at the shop, I was like, I was like, who in the fuck is this guy walking in? I'm Jesus, just, I'm just squarish, <laughs> Captain Caveman. Yeah. But uh, yeah, and, and that that program uh, built. It's a strength and conditioning program that that I grew at uh, Indiana Brazilian Jiu Jitsu Academy, where I've I've trained for years, and and I coach, and I, I still train and coach there. Uh, but our strength and conditioning program kind of outgrew the space a little bit for what i wanted to do so i uh you know dropped 30 grand on equipment and <laughs> fucking, you know made your own broke, yeah yeah and, and set myself back to zero yeah and, uh, yeah so yeah, that's, that's <laughs> good what times I, that, that's what i do <laughs> john well my name is john haas and uh i work for kyle here in town at endurance tattoo and then i also travel down to louisville uh four days a week and work at acme tattoo um I've been tattooing 13 years, and uh, yeah, I've got a three-year-old little girl, and and uh, looking forward to the next year. Yeah, see what excitement it brings. If any, if anybody remembers me talking about a new tattoo, John's the one who did it. I got put. I think there's pictures on yeah. Instagram. Right? Well, and yeah, and then we did have a couple of viewer questions for you guys. Oh, um, good viewer <laughs> questions. <laughs> 
in we don't have viewers by the way we're not it's live. a running joke yeah right we did we do it sometimes oh yeah we do sometimes um i was gonna say viewers i should have worn pants yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, that's the new rule we don't wear pants in the studio anymore uh, it's that uh, we shouldn't do why do we do why do i take a shower and dress up before we start i don't know i don't I I dress don't know up but get dressed i mean it's like i mean juice doesn't uh he doesn't wear fucking shoes yeah, no, I saw his video, and he didn't have shoes on. Yeah, he's second rate anyways. <laughs> um, you have everybody have to wear a Speedo for everyone that comes on. Like, there's a that's an official Speedo of the show. You have to put this on. I, I don't know if, I don't know if that's an option as far as clothing as we can put on our, sh- on our smug shop. On the, smug on the ass. Oh, yes. That'd be nice. Yeah. Smug yeah. Speedos. Yeah. Smug. yeah. yeah. We got to start selling something. Put something on the front just says, like, long. Long. Yeah. <laughs> it all depends on how long it is, how much lettering you get to work with. There. That's right. The uh how how has tattoo tattooing changed in your mind since you guys first started because that's something that even i want to know like because everything evolves and changes like either technology or or the perception and how everybody looks at it society everything yeah so what's you know i started tat i started working in tax started out doing piercing uh but i started working in shops in like 1996 and so there and i was just having this conversation yesterday oddly enough that there was there's i've seen like three like kind of three distinct phases in just the amount of, and i've in the grand scheme of things i've you know that's not that long yeah but i've you know the late night like the 90s tattooing was its own thing and f- fucking awesome yeah fucking just a, you know where you know you were like you could wipe your ass with money it was ridiculous yeah you know, that was that was a cultural sweet spot <clears throat> where it was still kind of an outlaw thing but it was starting to become a little more mainstream but you were still kind of rebelling getting it you know what yeah. I mean? but it was it just became more accessible so it was that kind of sweet spot where it's not just you know junkies winos pimps and hordes and sailors getting them yeah it was more people but you know people that were you know pushing their boundaries a little bit oh so, yeah and there wasn't a fuckload of shops around now i mean in some places it was still illegal so you couldn't set up a shop Really? in a lot of cities or states or counties yeah so it was a little outlaw still man so you know there was that distinct era where you know there was still you know i saw and was party to you know there's fist fights and tattoo shops there was yeah. you know guns pulled there was <laughs> you know good times yeah when i worked in denver everybody they would come to work and pull out their pistol and sit their pistol on top of their power supply man and that's so, you know, we were on Colfax in Aurora, man, which is the fucking, you know, we had, we shared a parking lot with a drive through liquor store, but it was, it was the fucking hood, you know? <laughs> yeah. So it was, you know, everybody had a pistol. Yeah. It was that type of shit. So, you know, get robbed. You yeah. Know? There was just all kinds of wild ass shit. Yeah. Um, which you don't see any of that anymore, really. No. Um, I, I mean, I, I've been in and out of several, you know, tattoo shops over the last, I don't know, 15 years. And it's, and I... I when I first kind of started getting tattoos back in, it was probably 2000, 2001, 2000, yeah, probably 2001, um, you know, even with it being in a college town, you know, there was, there was a couple tattoo shops and you walked in both of them and there wasn't like, um, there definitely wasn't the vibe you get now when you walk into a tattoo shop, you know, cause now like you walk in and it's like, 
you know, it's like you just walked into, you know, whatever store, you know what I mean? A, a tr- it's more retailish, you mean, you think? No, not 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 like that. I mean, more just like the atmosphere. More safe. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, That's I what guess. I mean by that. Like, it's more like there's someone at the door to g- greet you. They're like, hey, here's our options. Here's this. Instead of, like, I remember walking one in 97 when I was a 17-year-old. I went with somebody else get a tattoo. I was scared shitless because I, yeah. I was a little punk kid. Well, like, I didn't disrespect anybody, but I stood there, and I was like, I ain't saying a fucking word unless someone says something to me, because I don't want to get fucked up. Well, so, that's that's it's kind of what I yeah, mean. Like, sure. The yeah. first one I ever went into, I mean, it was like, you know, I wasn't covered in tattoos, and, you know, so it was almost like they were like, why the fuck are you here? I was dressed like this <laughs> you know? at 17 years old, walked into a place called Grizz or something like that, mm-hmm. and I was like, hey, can I just wait outside? I'm like, no, I want you to watch me get a tattoo, and I walked in, it was like, what the fuck's this guy doing here? And yeah. then, and I don't blame them, you know, because at that time was because you had a sep- almost a separation, like tattoo people over here. You guys, you're stereotyped, right? Because my cousin, older cousin, was a hood kid, as we called him in the '80s, right? Hood <laughs> yeah, kids, yeah. And you know, he had tattoos and stuff like that. But as soon as I was 18, I went and got my first one, yeah, because I was like, you know, I, the culture had changed in '98 around that time, mm-hmm. and then, but in in the '90s, what do you think made it more almost acceptable? Not acceptable, but all of a sudden, what what boomed it? You think a little bit? Well, that it like I said, the nineties was this. <clears throat> it was a sweet spot where it was still outsider culture, but it was st- starting to creep in, and it was getting picked up by, you know, it was getting picked up by people, mainstream type people, or or people that were kind of outsiders in a different way. Um, it was getting picked up by them in a way that they were flirting with it a little bit oh yeah and we you know we made them feel it you know welcome enough yeah you know to come get tattooed and spend it but it wasn't you know um you know tattooers were still assholes and you know they tell you to get the fuck out you know what i mean like (laughs) yeah it was still but there was a it was a sweet spot where there was it was just enough of both to where it made it it still made it interesting, you know, yeah. and and it made a lot of cool shit happen. People started the art started pushing a little bit more. Yeah, um, there was a whole art movement, you know, in the nineties um, in tattooing that was also cool within tattooing, and um, people still had apprenticeships. Man, like you, what you weren't you weren't buying shit off, you know, some fucking flea market and tattooing. You know, if guys tattooers found out you were tattooing near them out of your house they'd fucking kick your ass no shit yeah yeah they'd kick your fucking ass you yeah, i think and, the availability of the equipment is really what made the industry blow up a little bit was you know once it once it kind of got out that you could make some money off of it and it was marketable i think um i think mainstream culture just decided oh we're gonna brand it just like you know they fucking yeah. brand everything else it happened to motorcycles it's happened to you know you can go down the line as soon as something becomes popular enough to make money off of it to put it on tv you fucking make money you ruin it you dilute it almost commercialized you mean well totally commercialized i mean it's it's fucking happened to everything cool since because a lot of of cool shit i mean skateboarding was a subculture tattooing was a subculture even hip-hop was a subculture yes punk rock was subculture (laughs) and then somebody who had money saw it and was like oh we can make more money off this we're gonna snatch this up and then yeah yeah. Yep. Corporate hijacking. Yep. Man, always. Yeah. Uh-huh. I mean, and they have no loyalty to anybody. I mean, well, fuck no. I mean, if you go back and watch the, uh, it's called the founder about McDonald's. Um, oh yeah, I've seen it. Yeah, and you watch it's what good these, these two guys are like. Hey, they want to take care of the community. They, you know, they start out small. They didn't really want to franchise, and this dude's like, fuck it. Ray Kroc's like, boop, and then he even got he he actually opened McDonald's from the original one and shut the fucker down. 
Oh yeah, because he. Yep. Yeah, I think I watched that. He sued him for that. the name. He got yeah, yep. he got rights to the fucking name. He was like, basically, you can you know you're like you're going out of business, so you can sell me the name, and I'll take it and do what I want, or I'm just gonna take it and do what I want anyways. And, they had a know. handshake for one percent royalties for for the remainder of the, like the uh, forever forever, and then he never paid him. No shit, not a dime. <laughs> no, oh dime. wow! And I was thinking about that earlier about the guy whose last name they have is their their fucking namesake. You know, <clears throat> yeah. yeah. And then yep. that, and that's what I was thinking about earlier. There's there's just no loyalty among thieves, and I don't mean like what we mean by thieves. I'm talking about corporate thieves, political yeah. thieves. You know, and I was reading an article earlier, and it, you know, people complain about a lot of things, but there's no loyalty among them. There's no loyalty among thieves. But what happens when you uh, when you lock up the bad guys, which is what they did, you know, in the in the late '80s, the air quotes and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, yeah, like <laughs> yeah, yeah. When when you lock up the like bad guys that you can publicize, you know, like the mob and you know basically like the drug war like when you lock up all the potential bad guys it allows for you know people to step in with their money and make shit bad you know and it's just uh it happens to everything i mean yeah. really it's a it's just a matter of time if it's cool enough if something if somebody can link onto something you can be sure that they're gonna fucking ruin it oh yeah you know? absolutely and well, you uh, know that it's a, yeah you're right yeah that, you know the difference between one of the differences between real gangsters and real criminals um, as far as like people that are of the criminal class and people that are, you know, these corporatist opportunist criminals because they're criminals too. Um, <laughs> the, the big difference is there's more of an, of a code of honor amongst real criminals. Yeah. You know, like, like, you know, exactly. And, I think that that was the point I was getting to for sure. Yeah, was yeah. that like when you, when you lock those guys up, nobody's there to, there's no checks and balances. And it's just the same thing that happened. Like, you know, when it started becoming, uh, you know, public enemy number one was, you know, the guy on the corner, like moving a little bit of pot where you got, you know, like complete corporations just like stealing from people all over the board. I mean, it, you know, things being diluted is going to happen as a result of that because, you, you know, there's no checks and balances. You're not stopping anybody from doing anything. You're not yeah. like there's no respect involved in, in, you know, culture anymore. So it, it, it kind of trickles down. And I think, you know, it happens to everything. Like I said, motorcycles got, you know, ruined. I mean, oh, look, yeah. look at Harley Davidson. Harley, yeah, exactly. Why the fuck can I buy a Harley Davidson motorcycle that costs as much as a house shit? Yeah. No shit. How is that possible <laughs> that American man's working motorcycle company yeah. now sells something that I have to get a mortgage for oh, fucking yeah. 10 years on? Fuck yeah. Like, fuck you. And they'll do it too, man. You want to mortgage that fucker for 20 years? All right. Have at it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 200, 200 bucks a month fucking until your grandkids are dead. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. That well, ain't no shit. Harley's done that. That's the thing is they've done, you know, they've definitely, you know, it's about sh grabbing them shekels, you know. But oh, yeah. But it's definitely, uh, you know, they, 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 they figured out how to cater to the credit card bikers years ago. Yeah, and started turning their backs on you know the on the blue real collar guys, real bikers. Yeah, and the blue collar guys <laughs> yeah. that kept their fucking company afloat when they were when they you know yeah they 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 were basically done yeah. and then came back from you know they were bought by AMF who made bowling balls you know <laughs> yeah. uh, there was those AMF year uh, Harleys uh, they were you know and they were sold back you know they they were bought back and but I mean you know it was working people you know yeah they kept that, them, that kept kept them alive. Float, and yeah. then they quickly realized that you know just like that 90s 
and that was kind of you know the 90s was when i started seeing a lot of these like you know middle-aged fucking chads you know like you know yeah. like like middle-aged like you know chats and shit like that yeah. uh you know becoming weekend warrior bikers you know yeah, um it's the same there's that 90s era in tattooing too where um it was that that outsider culture was starting to cross over it was just still a little like you know there was a there was still like a little hint of danger oh yeah you know so these guys you know they started catering to these dudes with fucking credit cards man they started yeah. you know spending tons of money on you know the wild hogs crowd yeah. you know they, they started <laughs> yeah. spending money you know and yeah. uh, it was kind of around the same time that i just started noticing that type of shit yeah but harley smart in the you know in the in a purely money-making way that they figured out a way to cater to those guys but now they're catering to you know now they're they're also catering to fucking you know hipsters and shit that are now <laughs> yeah. into motorcycles <laughs> yeah you know so they have like you know they have that whole aesthetic that they can they've got the parade float fucking aesthetic yeah. you know shriner bikes that they can sell to you know to guys with fucking forty thousand dollars to spend on a bike and then they yeah. they also cater to these you know younger kind of kind of want to be hipster type of dudes that kind of you know that want the you know they want to feel like a little bit of a of an outlaw and you know <laughs> yeah they, so they, they, shit, they're also yeah. catering to them too so like they figured that shit out you know you gotta yeah. fucking hand it to them i could just i could just see them saying well we're gonna go up the palisades this weekend we're gonna take the bikes there's this nice restaurant i found on yelp <laughs> they got these yeah. burgers uh, these burgers it's four stars do you want to go <laughs> yeah. yeah well you know it's it's got to be fucking locally sourced vegan yeah. uh -huh. whatever the fuck yeah you know? well growing up like there's this place in seymour where i'm from called the chatterbox right like you would not go in there, right? Because it was a rough crowd, but you respected the people in there. Like I'm not fucked with any of these people, right? But there was still that subculture where, like, you respected it and you know you feared it, but not feared it in like, oh my god, I'm gonna die, but and feared it in a way like a healthy respect. Yeah, like, it, but it'd be one of those things. Is and I eventually you know met some of the guys, became friends with them, and then the but it's all about how you approach them. And I think that it doesn't matter what no matter what you do. Same way when you come in the studio, I I, res I expect you to respect my house in the studio, right? Mm -hmm. Same way that everybody has. Same way when you go in anywhere, and I think that's where that's where the culture's lost. It's like fuck, I'm paying you, so what the fuck? Yeah, no, no that's the respect yeah. is a good point, you know, because it used to be, you know, and I know John, it was probably like this for you too. Like when we started brushing up against the real deal motherfuckers you know yeah um there was a healthy amount of like you said it was you were scared a little bit you know but there was a healthy fear and respect but healthy respect and you appreciated that they were letting you rub up against their world a little bit yeah you know because those guys never said anything you never you know they never you just like they like you said about original um gangsters right my son's son that you met, his actual name is Luciano mm -hmm. from Luciano Salvatore, right? That's where I got. I said Luciano Pavarotti to his mom. She's like, oh, that's nice. I'm going to sell it to you on this. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. It's because of the respect factor is you, they say that, well, it was based off fear, but a lot of it was respect because you go back and look what they did for the community. Mafioso is something that researched and studied because if you actually look at it, come from the old world uh, Italy, it was like, you always paid respect to the top person and then they would take care of the community provide perfection and of course that got lost in translation or whatever the way yeah we brought it over here and ruined it well what got <laughs> no what got lost in translation is that um you know here in america it was like oh well this is the land of the free and the and you know the uh the uh, birthplace of the 
of the American dream oh. and uh little we're, microphone we're, malfunction we're here because I'm a fucking idiot. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it was time. the birthplace of the the, uh, the American dream. And so they came over here and they thought, oh, there's there's uh, there's nothing else really to be frightened of over here. And, and the, um, you know, I think that the, uh, some of those guys got a little bit out of control and a little fl- bit flamboyant. But I mean, the, the idea that there might be a greater power that you needed these kind of brokers of, and I think fear is a perfect word to use because it, it most often takes a little bit of fear to truly respect somebody. Otherwise it's like, you know, there's no repercussion for the, for the layman. Um, unless there's a little bit of fear of, you know, what might happen to you if you don't oh, yeah. fall in line with Absolutely. these. And, you know, so they took those guys out of the equation because without them, there's no checks and balances on like, you know, the, the only people to be afraid of are all, the lawmakers and the you know and and unfortunately that's like i mean fear and respect are really really close together for me at least oh yeah and they are they've always been for me though i mean fear and respect oh absolutely man is there's been people that are awful people that but i've i've uh agreed with why they did certain things right right and you gotta know that like you know when you're dealing with people like that that you can uh I mean, you can always know that you're going to get a fair shake from a dude like that. You know, that's oh, yeah. what I, I, when you go through life and you find out like, oh yeah, this guy scared the fuck out of me the first time I met him. But now I know that if I go and I'm around this dude, that he's saying exactly what the fuck he believe, actually believes in. And then I like, I can count on that consistency. And I think that that, you know, that kind of structure is why, um, that culture and those dudes and, and that way of life has kind of been eliminated because it breeds like a you know like a discontent for being you know like held down by anything else and so you know they remove that from the equation it's really easy to dilute everything motorcycles Mm -hmm. fucking tattoos yeah oh yeah religion you know what i mean they've diluted everything down the line it doesn't really they didn't just come after tough guy shit you know yeah well the the thing about boy scouts i mean they they've literally fucking diluted everything (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah. well the thing about fear and respect it's people people confuse they think about fear is just one you know fear physical fear like fear of you know this guy's gonna fuck me up but it's also fear of it's fear of disappointing that person that you that you yeah. admire so much absolutely there's yeah. people that i there's people that i deeply respect that i don't fear physically um but it's not about i actually fear much more you shouldn't looking. fear too many people oh, <laughs> there's always there's always somebody to fear physically uh uh but it sometimes that's even that's even more pressing is that that fear of uh disappointing of, of disappointing yeah, this person absolutely. that you hold in high esteem so yeah, that's sure. an aspect of it too and like with tattooing um you know john it, I, I hear john say this a lot and and you know it's it's a common it's a common phrase but i think it's it's uh appropriate is you know that you're standing on the shoulders of giants you know and, it, and it, that's the big thing now it used to be like you know when me and john started brushing up against these older dudes that we respected it wasn't because we thought they were going to kick our ass necessarily and once you get you know once you're not 17 anymore yeah. you know <laughs> it's that you don't want to you you hold in such high esteem the way they conduct themselves the things they've done you know and you know that their accomplishments and what they've contributed that you fear 
looking like a fucking turd to those guys. Oh yeah, you know, yeah. And that that can even be that can be that that even it's not even that it can be. It is one hundred percent. It's a thousand times more potent than physical fear. Oh yeah, I, yeah. You know, I, I, I'd agree with that because, dude, I tell you, a, a hard dick knows no fear. You know what I mean? So when I was sixteen years old, um, I was hooking up with this girl whose dad was a fucking who was whose dad was an outlaw. Yeah, like not like a. And by an outlaw, I mean like it was on his fucking jacket. Yeah, he was a fucking outlaw, yeah, he like was a for a real, real deal outlaw. outlaw. Yeah, and he was a mountain, and he was fucking terrifying. Yeah. and uh, he would have fucking pulled my arms off. Oh yeah, but I fucking crept in his house uh-huh. daughter's window and made out and you know yeah uh, you know uh, he would have killed me if he caught me but a hard <laughs> dick a yeah, hard dick is fearless man Hell yeah, you know so you can delude yourself into thinking you're not afraid of somebody but like when you respect them on the level that it that it would be such a blow to disappoint them oh yeah that's that's where it's at and that's oh, what yeah, we're, that's what that's what's gone away yeah is that no one you know no one cares about you know these these kids coming into tattooing now they don't know, don't care, and don't give a fuck about the people that built this. They think they're better than them. Yeah. Or they don't care to know about them. You know, they don't give a fuck. And that's the, uh, that's been the, that second, that second wave was, there was more people coming in, but there was still like, you know, there was still some respect and there was a lot of money still being made, even though the market was becoming pretty saturated because it became more acceptable. And then it started becoming, you know, you start seeing it a lot more it was not a big deal yeah. so people started getting more tattoos so you know the more people started getting involved but people still wanted they wanted to do right by tattooing and make and make money yeah and then right around the time that the fucking recession happened which you know changed business across the board oh yeah we moved into this third phase where what well, we emerged from that what emerged with it was the proliferation of, of uh, social media and internet culture, it's changed so rapidly and fast yeah. that it has completely gutted tattooing as a, as a, as a quote unquote industry, you know, it's, it, you know, it's all over TV. It's, you know, there's it used to be, man, you weren't, you weren't going to own a tattoo shop if you weren't a tattooer. Yeah. Now fucking, now. you know, any, any, <laughs> and it's yeah. now it's, it's been completely corporately hijacked. Yeah. You know, and, now you have these on one end and now you have these fucking hipster fucks that are want to be, you know, they just care about being cool. They're so with social media comes all the social currency. So their current, they're not concerned about making money. Like we were always like, we were concerned about doing good tattoos and staying true to, to the craft. But like, it was about money too, man. Like how much money you can bang out. Cause there's a lot of fucking money in tattooing. Yeah. But these kids don't care about money. They care about social currency. So that's the big thing for them. It's, you know, they'll fucking, they'll live like rats all fucking week and just, you know, go to the bar and party and, uh, you know, and just scrape by live in their parents' basement, whatever the fuck they're going to do. Uh, they give a fuck about the social currency and the cool factor about being involved in tattooing. Yeah. And then they want to infiltrate it and then they want to tell you that you're doing it wrong. No shit. Oh, yeah. You know, oh, well, there's no room for hate. No, you know, oh, all this fucking, God. you know, all this fucking super lefty, you know, cuckery that's involved <laughs> in fucking tattooing and shit now. Yeah. It's, you know, it's these people. They're, they'll come in. They'll be like, there's too much misogyny and tattooing or there's too much this or that. And it's like, motherfucker, you're a tourist. <laughs> this ain't yeah. your fucking neighborhood. Like, yeah. stay in your fucking lane. But, you know, there's so many of them and it's, you know. 
Yeah, well, you used can't to be do okay that. They, the they, they took head. away. They, you know, they castrated the the ability to. You know, like I said, it's a checks and balances. Like there has that has to exist for anything pure to exist. Checks and balances have to be in place. Did, it's has, true of anything mm-hmm. uh, across the board. It's has a, that has has them coming into the industry? Like, how is it? Like, is it affected like money? Like, is it affected prices for sure? Yeah, because they flooded the industry with every fucking turd with a set of hands and you know like at least two weeks of art college under their belt could oh i'm gonna be a tattooer because i want to you know well, like you said earlier they can get all their shit fucking tattoos on my face you know what i mean or yeah. like you know whatever like the thing is that it, it, nobody's scared anymore they're not well, and they can know. buy it all on the internet now right well yeah, yeah. but you could all i mean the fact of the matter is the ability for it to have been diluted always existed. And I think that, you know, even one could say after the big, after the push of like, you know, Sailor Jerry's generation, I think that every guy from every generation from that point forward probably said, fuck these kids. They're diluting the gener, you know, they're diluting <laughs> yeah. the gene pool here. Yeah. Yeah. I, get I think it, yeah. all, of, you know, and that's pretty common But the difference is that there was always like, it was always the same kind of dudes. So it was really just building up a culture of, you know, there, there Kyle's right. There's a, a definite, like a defined cutting point to where it stopped being this certain sort of character. Yeah. But that you can define that same cutting point across America and say, you know, across the world and say those guys started being taken out of the equation at boom, here's point A. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because it was just like, okay, cool. We're going to either lock up or, you know, flood these guys industries so much that there's no um exclusivity anymore you know there's no uh there's no personal like you know you can't take pride in this because if we if we dilute it so much yeah you know you're gonna have to you're gonna have to get in line and go get a fucking degree and go sit behind a desk somewhere or you know (laughs) and like you're gonna have to fucking do it because you know we're going to you know over industrialize the whole thing and just and take a craft or a trade and just you know dilute it to the point that the average guy can't make money i mean and that's a it's a perfect position not only for like tattooing but everything across the board i mean it's you know it's not a special case it just it sucks that now there's uh there's a bit of a rejuvenation in tattooing that's like wants to go in that direction and every step it is um is kind of chopped down with this blanket like well you must be a b c and d if you're e inclusive and yeah Yeah. but you know they're all about you know they want to include everybody except for if you're not if you don't want to sit at the table then then you're the person that they're trying to be like oh, well, we're calling you out and we're against this or that. And, you know, it's just a battle cry of like, a, you know, like misguided people who think, oh, well, this is supposed to be for everybody. Yeah. Well, it's not for fucking everybody. No. That's Nothing po- is that's for everybody. Point. That's the yeah. point. You know, and, and uh, defining yourself in those differences is part of what used to make a, um, you know, an interesting culture. And it's just been diluted by, you know, like... 
uh, everybody political. <laughs> no, yeah. and it goes back the again. There's, there's no, there's nobody that's just like, well, no, this, you know, I helped make this, so these are the rules. You know, there's nobody exists for that anymore. And if yeah. even if they did, nobody would respect them enough to listen to what they had to fucking say. Yeah, that's. I mean, you know, I see these like art school kids that start these shops and then they they make very bold statements about like you know how they feel about art and it's like motherfucker nobody asked you how you <laughs> felt about art yeah. and that piece of paper that you got from some hoity-toity yeah. you know liberal art school it doesn't have anything to do with tattooing and it never did and yeah. it doesn't have anything to do with like you know they forgot that uh you know just because somebody told you it was a good idea doesn't mean that all the way down the line everybody has to think oh yeah that's great we're not your fucking mom <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah. so well, and there's also you know there's some there's some people that make admittedly really really fucking nice tattoos that i fucking despise <laughs> <laughs> and not just on a personal level like yeah. i despise the kind of people they are you know what i mean like yeah. they're these people they're just good at making nice tattoos yeah but they're still fucking tourists to yeah. the culture and they can still fuck off. Yeah. You know, because they don't care about the history. Well, they, and as long as you, you know, it's the same people that come in, they're like, okay, well now we're going to change all the rules because you know, it's just like, it's the same fuck. They do this in society as well. Yeah. Speech codes and you know, where they, you know, uh, protest and docs and yeah, you know, all, all this bullshit, you know, and, and, try to ruin your life because you said fag in a fucking 90, 1998 interview. Or, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, um, for sure, man. Yeah. That's funny. I was just listening to house of pain today. Right. Cause I was listening to action Bronson's new EP, um, white Bronco. And it sounded like the old, um, house of pain. Beat. Oh, okay. Yeah, so yeah. I, and I listened to it and then like, he just said that it was in a song and stuff like that. It's like, there's, I don't know, but we're, we're people have made mistakes in their past and, but we shouldn't have to, you know, make them trivialize them more than once or make them go well i mean even well, i'm not even just the past i just said fag right now ain't nobody fuck. listening to this gonna care right, right. <laughs> well here's the thing no but i mean here, like, the you thing, should man. be able to say like it, yeah like you know that's what you know therein lies like i mean it's it, you know you should be free to do uh to do whatever you want but not free of recourse or whatever but the thing is that that used to be oh i don't agree with what you said i really have a problem with it so i'm not going to come to where you i'm not going to give you my business whatever but it it was never like this recourse of you know let's all try of to a ruin sudden, this dude's yeah, life let's fucking hop on the internet and and you know slander this dude's name across hell on half acre just because i don't agree with what you said you well, know what i mean well right. that happened today right I was reading this article. I hate saying this phrase. Say it every time. Facebook, right? And you could just say social media. No, no. I just want to point out. No, no. It's good. It's good. Facebook. I I hate Facebook. (laughs) Anyway, so someone went into Little Caesars. The employee didn't wash their hands, right? And I get it. You should be pissed, right? Mm -hmm. But they took pictures of three people. How do we know it was actually those people that did it? You know what I'm saying? Like you took this picture and put their picture on your social media. Yes, you should tell the restaurant. Yes. Man, you should call corporate whatever you need to do I re- that's fine but how do you know it was those three people some people need to be reminded not to be you know to do what they need to do right then in fucking person 
Like, if I saw some dude making my sandwich that hadn't washed his fucking hands, I'd be like, hey, dickhead, go wash your fucking hands before, <laughs> yeah, you know? Yeah, she, yeah. Well, that, she's like, well, I told the manager, and then, you know, and then they they finally went and washed their hands or whatever. I get all that. She should be totally pissed, fucking yeah, whatever. I yeah, get it. Give me some free sandwiches or but whatever. But how do we know <laughs> it was those three people that did it? Right, right. It's all, Oh, you, you know. don't. You don't. Well, and that's, it's, again, it goes back to social currency. You know, it. they get the they get the thrill of i'm a whistleblower and i'm doing the right thing you know when man how about this lady how you know you think those fucking guys make that much money yeah those no employees shit. how much money you think they make uh, no, it's Maybe, nine bucks at yeah, little caesars nine bucks a fucking hour yeah so so yeah you fuck up at your nine bucks an hour job guess what people that are fuck ups have nine dollar an hour jobs <laughs> well, you know people, what i mean we, got, we yeah. have people that are millionaires that are the fuck up one thing could fuck up a whole well, stock of a company yeah, that's, yeah. A, that's a thing man it's yeah. like you you know the dude makes nine bucks an hour you want to fucking ruin his life because he forgot to wash his fucking hands yeah just tell me i'm don't even tell the manager don't be a fucking snitch it's snitch culture it's fucking ridiculous oh man. yeah it's like time. hey dude wash your hands man i'm not gonna i don't want you fired from your fucking job but I don't know what you got going on in your life, man. Just right. wash your fucking hands. Right. Well, you know, my take thought. your fucking booger hooks over there to the sink <laughs> and fucking wash them off or you make my personal. I listen. I don't give a shit what you do to everybody else's pizza because the fact <laughs> of the matter is that like, you know, like, uh, I mean, you're getting a $5 pizza anyway. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you got a hot and ready. Yeah. There might be a fucking half a pizza you know I mean? involved in that. Yeah. yeah. You got a fucking, fucking hot and ready. Rocket. Like nobody's, and no, but nobody, I, you know, I'm willing to bet probably you go on the fucking, you go on that post and there's probably people saying, bitch, you're at Little Caesars. What the fuck oh, did no, you think? Oh, no, no. They were all, they had their fucking pom-poms, bro. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, my God. Cheering her on. Yeah. Fucking, well, and death then, death to yeah. little, death to cheap pizza. You yeah. know what I mean? Because you're not, you know. Well, and the other thing was, is what if we sat outside this lady's house and waited for her to do something wrong and we took a picture? She well, why'd you take my picture? Like, oh, yeah. Well, you did it to sure. them. Well, I saw yeah. you. Yeah. And that, that we're creating that gotcha moment i mean because like you know it's i call it the tmc moment mm -hmm. we're waiting for that tmz moment so we can be like oh look what i found i'm gonna post this whatever it, it used to be like hey my buddy's drunk i'm gonna take a stupid video of him drunk we're all right. gonna laugh have a good time someone sent us pictures of a titties or titties we're all gonna have a good time yeah. but instead it's like waiting like we're willing to videotape a fucking kid get his ass beat by five people instead of helping the kid yeah. oh yeah why didn't you help him uh, i I was eating. I was my, too busy. Yeah, I didn't want to drop my phone. I Everybody eating, wants their <laughs> shit to go viral. Well, man. I was eating my Big Mac, man. You know, it was like they did this thing about Burger King did. It was pretty cool, right? So they smashed the fuck oh, out of the burger. The bullied yeah. kid. Yeah. yeah, I saw it. But what I'm saying yeah. is, but we've created that culture of like we don't like it. So if like like you said before, like if you if I don't like you personally, I'm not going to use your services. Right. I'm not going to ruin you. Right, you know what I'm saying? Like, if yeah, you ruin yourself. Let yeah. the fucking let shit sort out. Or don't maybe a, you won't. Maybe you won't, and you just die a fucking cocksucker. You know what I mean? Right. But, you know, like <laughs> yeah. assholes live forever. Fate, fate, yeah, fate <laughs> has a way. Of, you know, yeah, like maybe you get ass cancer fucking eighteen times well, or what? Like whatever. But it's not your pot. Like people take on this personal responsibility of like I've got to you know right the all the wrongs in the planet and fucking all how about you just like police your own life take care of yourself you know kind of have control over what goes on in your household because so many people are are you know they're um they're missing the forest because of the fucking trees you know what i mean like oh, yeah. like they're they're getting focused on this one fucking thing and forget to back up and and be like holy shit there's a big picture here and it doesn't really have anything to do with what's going on in you know my neighbor on the left or my neighbor on the right's house like you have control over what 
you know you send your children and everybody who's part of your family out into the world you know but there's no structure anymore there's no like i said i mean it all goes back to like there's no um there's no repercussions for not doing so-called like the right thing because there isn't really a fucking right thing anymore they say all of the answers are correct yeah. as long as you fucking t- as long yeah. as you you know you word vomit them up into this fucking thing that sounds like you're trying to do the right thing all of the answers are correct and that's just not true i mean there's a there's a set and, and you know you can go right down the line with all of it uh its effect uh on society i mean it's just like the political culture in this country right now is well it's, it's ridiculous we've, we've we, we've made it to where um everybody thinks that their opinion matters well and, and that's the thing is dude it's it's not even i don't even think it's about people wanting to do the right thing i think it's purely it's it's become snitch culture oh and it's I, it's I purely that. for the fucking for the likes it is for the fucking for the social results, currency yeah, yeah, for, the, for the rush and of, immediate results i mean you know i i think anybody with with uh you know half of a brain has heard at least some point in time in their life like you know immediate gratification is not like just because you want something right now i mean even fucking heinz ketchup you know what i mean like good things come to people that think about their decisions and wait and good and weigh things out and judge and and it's an immediate response that's why it's in your face all the time that's why people that head uh you know ad campaigns now know that you know you got to see something like in this new culture like 10 times before your brain is even paying attention to what's going on and you you don't even realize how inundated just looking around a room you can be at um you know by advertisements and shit and it's because you know if you're thinking about all of that stuff you're not thinking about what you're supposed to be paying attention to you know what's going on in your house what's going on in your life like the things that make like productive society so it's you know it's just like one feeds into the other yeah. you know well, that, well it, bj said i mean he bj said it before it's like you know it's, it's the parent that the you know their kids laying on the ground with a broken leg crying and she's going oh wait a minute hold on this this post is going to save the world <laughs> you know right. it's like we got well, and what she really means is this post is going to get me a lot of attention oh yeah, yeah. and that's there's Comments. a yeah. there's an actual they've done they've done research that's crazy so and it that's just tied to outrage culture right uh-huh fucking everyone's outraged and everyone yeah. wants to be the bearer of news and you know, <laughs> yeah and like you said everyone thinks that their their opinion fucking matters yeah but there's there's an actual people are become addicted to outrage because there's an actual physiological response oh um, mm-hmm. of serotonin yep and you know and endorphins and you get a rush you get like a fucking little drug fix man uh-huh. with this you know with this like i'm outraged and then you the you know the hand job you get on social media for fucking talking about how outraged you are about the new you know cause du jour you know uh, there's a, it becomes addictive it's there- you know how many how many times do you see you know people with their nose in their phone fucking posting their opinion on fucking everything <laughs> i only have yeah. one hatred and that's michael bay that's the only thing i get angry about <laughs> no but in the lane in the grand scheme of things and this and you're allowed to have that yeah thank you i've i've simplified my life right i do the show the show is a slow grind we've been doing it over a year and we, two years two years i'm sorry over 100 episodes we knew it was a slow grind and we knew we had to put in work and the one two the two things that we hated mo- the two, one thing that we hated most that we had to do social media yeah because i hate photos 
I hate being in videos, but I love but I love the fact of but I love interviewing people and I love having diverse people on here. Mm-hmm. Um and but I mean the, but we think too much about people's decisions really affect our life. And I had this discussion with somebody like um thirty eight years old, been working since I was eighteen. I can't really think of too many dramatic things that has happened around me that's really changed my life that's happened outside of my house. My kids changed my life. My marriage changed my life. Um, but other than that, we let things that don't really affect us affect us way too much. And that's why, you know, and then that's what you brought up about the political landscape. Half the shit doesn't, doesn't even affect us, right? No. The biggest thing that affected me, obviously, was when I was paying $1,000 a month for health care. Yes, that affected me in my life, right? Um, and then other, and then when I went and moved up in the tax bracket, I didn't realize making money sucks. And I was like, <laughs> but luckily I went back down, fellas. Making money and talking about it. Yeah. <laughs> talking about how much money you make. It's not always good. But. No. Well, that's the other reason why they don't like tattooing. And it's a, it's a, uh, you know, it's one of those things that like, uh, it's a service. And now even, you know, like they're saying, oh, they're going to tax services even this year, you know? And it's like they they got the hand in the pocket you know what i mean at all possible times they have the hand in the pocket and uh you know it sucks but i agree with you about um you know the the political thing it's it's like uh imagine that a guy that's doing a, a pretty good job you know i i think even people that are vehemently opposed to who trump is uh would probably say oh well okay they could at least agree with you like yeah he did that one thing but and that's okay you know you're entitled like i fucking don't like the guy as a person i, I never like donald trump oh, I, I never watched his fucking shows can't fucking sta- i, can't I think fucking his daughter's him. pretty fucking yeah. hot like you know i think his wife's pretty hot like whatever yeah. you can't like you cannot like the guy but i found it pretty easy actually to not like him but to hate him because he's doing a a decent job you almost it's like you know hoping that the the captain of your ship is drunk you know what i mean like titanic uh, guy you know know, and i think i you know not the celebrity name drop or whatever but rogan said like the pretty right thing he's like you know everybody fucks up that job yeah and you go from one extreme to another and it happens every time but to me personally it's a it is a um, sign of the times that when a person is doing a decent job at what their actual job is and it's still shot down because of a perceived um identity politics yeah pers- like his perceived personal how he might potentially feel well the proof is always in for me what people actually do and um it's just interesting to me to see the results right there i mean you can plainly show them to people like this has actually been good so far now who knows he could he could fuck it all up tomorrow and that's why i stay you know i like i i I hope that um whoever's driving the ship is not fucking drunk you know what i mean all of them democrat republican libertarian whatever and it does you know i think that um the uh I, i don't know like the micro like 
uh, zoom in on his life, I, you know, it's just ridiculous to me. And, and, all, and, and a sign of the times. And, that, you know? sta- and that started with, uh, and, and like I said, was is, and that's why I said someone the other day, and they're like, you, do you like Trump? I was like, I can't fucking stand him. But I was like, all I think I care, we said this on the show a long time ago, I was like, if you can lower my taxes, lower down the gas, and fix my fucking health care, hey. But doesn't yeah. mean I have to, lie. I've worked for bosses that have helped me make a ton of money. I cannot fucking stand right personally but professionally but you separate the two but yeah. we we make it a person that we make it a uh it's back to you know prom king prom queen person that we want to do it on based on if we like them or not right now, now i personally love that sh- i love trump i that's not a dude i would ever hang out with i mean obviously we come from different worlds we have fucking fuck all in common <laughs> yeah you know um other than he likes to look at titties and every dude likes hey. to look at titties so, so you start there that's where you always start with right, titties. Is, <laughs> right titties it's fucking the great unifier it's like but, hey nice to meet you, like, you like I, titties yeah <laughs> i wouldn't hang out with the dude obviously he wouldn't hang out with me it's not that we we just have nothing in common yeah however i love i love that he exists i love that he's fucking president because people that generally are fucking spazzing out and hate trump i don't fucking like yeah i don't like those fucking kind of people you know (laughs) and and another thing and and you know we can uh they're gonna pull this up in five years and ruin my my uh my run at governor (laughs) but you know one of the things that i love about trump and i say this shit and people fucking like look at me like i'm insane because they automatically have an emotional misjudge reaction to what I'm going to say, but I love Trump because he's unapologetically white. You know, unapologetically unapologetically white. white doesn't mean he's a racist. Yeah, it just means that he's not going to fucking like he's not going to lick your ass and fucking apologize for being a fucking rich white dude. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like because it's not cool to be white anymore. It's fucking not cool to be proud to be white. That's for sure. Yeah, because you can be proud to be you know if if man if you're proud to be fucking brown or green or whatever i don't feel like it means you hate me yeah it means that i fucking feel like that you're proud of where you come from and your people and i'm the same way I, but you know it doesn't mean i hate just because i love me doesn't mean i hate you yeah i don't i honestly feel like uh you can't have a real appreciation for other people unless you love yourself and that goes culturally too man if you don't love your own culture and your own history and how the fuck can you appreciate somebody else's you know, or at so. least know it uh you yeah, know, that, I don't know. Part, my, my parents separated so i don't know one whole side of my family and that that does bother me dude i'm adopted i have no fucking yeah. idea you know what i mean i i have a i have a nationality really like uh my grandmother told me that my parents were both sicilian that that's that's about fucking it you know i grew up in a german household with uh you know like I mean, not not like straight off the boat german but uh, you know my last name's haas so my my parents my dad was you know german or whatever and christian household and whatnot but um i mean i think it's less about like uh you know like the whole i think getting away from a person's identity and just realizing that like even if uh you don't agree with the way that they live their life or what they do in the private sector or or you know anything results are results and uh you know i think that that's getting away from that in everything is like part of the problem it's no longer about it's like somehow it became about uh how you felt about a situation even regardless that people have always said you can't base you know emotion you can't let emotion drive what you do you know, it's all I always been told, like, you know, that only matters in in matters of the heart, which is very, very few things. Now it's, you everything. know, yeah. And now it's fucking everything. And like, why is why is who the 
you know, if you look at it like a company, which I mean, you might as well, why would the having the president of a company who is the most about you as this company saying, we're the greatest company that does ABC or whatever, whatever it is. I want to make sure that you're the happiest that you fucking possibly can be. Why would that, why would people ever think that that's a bad thing? Even if like, okay, I don't necessarily agree with what you do at your house or how, what you do in your private life. Like who gives a shit? Yeah. Who cares? You know what I mean? And like, it's very possible for me to live next to my neighbor and I've, I've never ate dinner with the dude. I've never like, I don't know what church he goes to, or even if he goes to church, I don't know really like it could, you could even go as much as like, I don't know if the dude is like beating up on his dogs inside of there, but I know that he keeps his grass cut. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I know that I've never had to call the cops on him. And like, you know, that to me is like fact based reality, uh, you know, results. And, and, you know, I think any person that like, you know, was going in a forward motion should be basing their, uh, how they personally feel about stuff. Um, offer results yeah. I, you know i mean it's just it's smart math you well, know and that that job dude it's ultimately job performance it's your job performance review it's not a review of of your personality quirks or what you said at home or on twitter it it's, shouldn't be no no that's your fucking, that's, and it's, that's, it's, that's my problem that's yeah. my that's my problem you know it's your results like you said i mean it's 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 what you accomplish you know what i mean it's it's, it's what you prove right you, know, you got to prove yourself but it's like, it's, you know, I've said it before on here, you know, that people, I feel like people now are are thinking more with their heart than their brain. You know, just, you know. A hundred percent. It's, it's, but it's, hard, it's, it's hard to find well, it. It's hard to find the truth though anymore. It's so, di- it's, it's so like, and someone's like, um, why do you have Twitter? Right. And I was like, well, because if a story breaks, you'll get 15 different articles and then you can go through and do the research yourself. Facebook. No. Um, obviously Instagram, Snapchat really don't deal with that, but that's the whole thing is you can't, you have to gather the facts first. Cause someone's like, um, they said something about Obama or whatever. I was like, I don't know. I had the best years of my life. Those eight years I based on how I did with my yeah. life. They're like, well, he did. I'm like, I know, but my life was good. Like, I'm not going to apologize for my life being good and yours was shitty. Yeah. Like, I, I, that's I, a I'm, you problem. <laughs> I'm sorry about that. But like, I ended up making well over six figures under that. And someone's like, well, I was like, Okay, and yeah. then right now I'm on track to make and uh, take care of my family. Like I, we have to focus in these four walls, and we don't because I'm like, well, what are you doing? Well, what are you doing? Well, why are you doing? That? Like, fuck no, leave people the fuck alone. Obviously, if they're beating their kids, selling off their kids, molesting some some horrible, I get it. Then step in. I yeah. get it. Then worry right? about their if life. If he, there's two kinds of stupid, right? There's a guy. A guy gets drunk, goes out in the middle of the woods, takes a gun, and starts howling at the moon. Okay, hey, he's by himself. <laughs> the other kind of stupid is he does it right here yeah. one of them we're gonna have to deal with right <laughs> right we're gonna yeah. address this one right that's yeah. the that's the point is yeah. and like you said he keeps his grass cut right uh-huh. right yeah, yeah. fuck uh, yeah man that that's going should be the new motto be like well, how do you look at life fuck he keeps his grass cut uh-huh. mm-hmm. they're gonna look at they're gonna look at us all crazy but that's just he keeps his grass cut well and that's separate yeah, it's just like separating like you know like you said and emotional responses from fact-based like you know if all the tools are there kyle said this recently to me and he said you know the internet is like a library 
with a fucking amusement park in front of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like you gotta That's make so like you gotta make it through the amusement park to get to the fucking library to actually find out. Now what's become more and more disheartening to me is the fact that because of the hyper uh, focus on what you know one person is doing we're you know it's becoming more and more impossible to fact check what you're learning at the library there's no you know these digital books and all of this stuff and these things these this news that's getting put out i mean it's it's becoming even though we live in a in a in the age where there's never been more information um I, it's becoming more and more important to like do your homework and actually look into stuff and and like you said like 15 16 different sources you know if and they're eight, all different yeah right. and if eight of them say the same thing um then you should probably check and see what the where the funding from all eight of those organizations come from because oh, if yeah. it's people that might possibly you know be on different ends of the spectrum but they're still reporting the same thing you can almost be sure that that's probably true yeah or that there's um you know it's being it you're you're driving some philosophy or something which happens a lot a lot anymore it's just like oh well this is true because 10 different newspapers posted it and then you look back and it's like they're all owned by the same company. Yeah, the same dude sits on the board <laughs> yeah. of fucking nine of them. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you know. Well, and we're in it. That's another thing is like you were talking about, you know, not not people not taking the time to like before they create an opinion to not research what they have an opinion about. We live in a twenty four hour news cycle, man. Yep. And that shit. That's why. That's how these fucking these mainstream fucking news outlets can post stuff that's complete dog shit, horse shit, fucking lies, and then. To get there so that they're not sued, you know, a few days later, they'll print a small retraction, but it don't matter because that shit's out of the news cycle already. So you fucking propagandize people because they've already heard it. They downloaded it and they've moved on to the new thing. You can post that retraction. No one's going to go read that. They don't give a fuck. Uh -uh. So, you know, and that happens. That's a technique they use and they do that all the fucking time. That's why, you know, according to an anonymous source, uh, you know, Kyle Helsper fucking drowns kittens. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> and then, you know, three days later, they're like, you know, well, you know. I just tweeted that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's <laughs> out there. It's out there. Three, three days <laughs> later, they'll retract that, yeah. you know, or make a correction to one part of it. But no one no one cares. So to, to all these people that saw it, they're outraged that I'm drowning cats. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's, and, and, and the, here's the thing. They know what they're doing. They know what they're doing. It's clickbait bullshit, man. Because oh, yeah, that's sure. how they drive ad revenue. So they fucking clickbait, clickbait, clickbait. You know, they have to, or, or ratings, you know, watch this, watch, you know, you, uh, d- these fucking idiots get addicted to watching CNN and that fucking turd Don Lemon. And you know what I mean? Like <laughs> yeah. these people that say this, the r- most ridiculous horse shit that half the time they have to retract later or correct later, but it doesn't matter. They just, they're driving ad revenue. They're driving eyes to their fucking, I think you know, the only good, good thing about this most recent like realizations is I think people across on both sides of you know this there there's not really even both sides of an aisle anymore it's like the same fucking the same aisle but um i think that people are beginning to see news for what it is you know it's you, you can put quotations around it uh realistically speaking and that's been true for a long long time um but the like you said the 24 hour news cycle i mean it's just 
it's allowing people to see oh shit this this thing that i used to be able to somewhat you know at least 50 percent of the time think okay they're telling me the truth it's now complete and utter at time after time after time you just give them more rope to hang themselves with and so you know if there's a silver lining to the fucking cloud is that hopefully you know the uh the natural you know cycle of things kind of allows this to get that out of um you know allows people to at least search for what is actually happening and real news and like drives that that you know need for knowledge and like that you know like hey wait a minute what is actually going on because if they go through so much to promote what's not going on hopefully people of you know uh inquisitive minds would say i've got to know now yeah which is you know which is what's happening and they're like it's like the streisand effect like holy shit like we've actually made the reverse happen of what we wanted to by putting out all these things now that, that people are questioning it's creating inquisitive minds and and hopefully i mean that you know that's like the well, it's yeah. given it's given rise to alternative media which the alt media well there's always been alt media but i mean my a, dad but as far uh, as like yeah you know in, in a way you you guys are all media yeah. you've got a fucking podcast right now and we're not you, and then, used to be to have access to to have a show like you know how much fucking money was involved in yep. backing oh yeah you had no keys to that fucking power now we're, look we're, we're sitting here having this fucking thing mm-hmm. so you guys are part of the alt media yeah you know i've i've got a youtube channel um and i do i've got an interview show called uh, the riddle of steel i run out of my gym you know i'm in a weird way in a tiny way i'm part of an alt media but there yeah. are people that are prolific alt media personalities that are that have news shows and they put up shit every day and it's you know for people that you know that want to know you know other something other than what you know mainstream media is is selling them there's the internet's given rise to all this alternative media which i think is actually uh, it's become such a threat to them that's i mean it's you know look at look at look at alex jones man it's one of the reasons they shut him down and got him booted off everything it's because it's not because of this or that or he said this or that it's because he's the biggest alt media that there is and he's a threat yeah he's a threat to that fucking corporate media structure yeah and that's and because when ted turner started this in the eight was in the 80s right when cnn he was the first one that went 24 7 right Mm-hmm. yeah he did ted turner is the one the first channel to do 24 7 they said you're crazy for doing this you're insane right yeah and the funny part is we keep forgetting that like there's journalists and then then there's media personalities right they have to make ratings if mm-hmm. they don't make ratings then they're not going to get the advertisers and then even advertisers are giving money to people who they believe in instead of whether or not whether it makes it's it's the whole cycle is just broken right the girl that left Fox News to go to NBC, right? Megan Kelly. Yep. Megan Kelly, right? She uh her ratings weren't very well and and they're going to probably end up doing the the, the buyout. I know there's some there's another thing but like the ratings weren't expected where they thought they were going to be at, right? Yeah. So it had nothing to do with that like is she a good journalist? Is she talented or anything like that? It was just the ratings 
And then now they're going to just now they're. I think it's a fifty million dollar payout, something yeah. like that. Think about can it. We, can we pause for a minute right there? A little off subject. How fucking hot is Megan Kelly? Oh, Jesus damn. Christ! I mm-hmm. listened to. I didn't. I didn't even agree with half the shit she said. I still watched it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Jesus man. Like, thanks for putting a pretty ass, pretty oh. motherfucking woman on TV. I mean, you Greta know Van, what I mean? If I got to look at Rachel Maddow, I fucking all day. I'm gonna fucking. You I'm gonna know, neuter myself. You ever notice that Rachel Maddow and the other dude that has the short hair and glasses, like one day i was kind of like not feeling well and i thought i was watching rachel maddow and it was actually the dude yeah, <laughs> yeah. Do that as glass. <laughs> yep i watch all of them right yeah. i do just because it's almost like uh it's like instead of watching seinfeld refunds i was like i'm gonna flip through all these and right. it's just hilarious because they're so angry and i'm like why is everybody angry i'll tell oh, you yeah. what like uh and i i don't even know what she looks like but laura loomer a couple days ago fucking handcuffed herself to twitter's doors and like it doesn't matter what she looks like that to me that kind of like balls on a on a uh you know conservative jewish woman that's like that's that's pretty fucking yeah, awesome michael rapaport talk about that yeah yeah yeah, yeah. fucking and and they they shut down an entire city fucking block and had like 20 plus police officers to like uh you know because she had a bullhorn and was saying like hey twitter why did you remove me because uh you know you've got guys like louis farrakhan and and all these people like spitting all sorts of horrible horrible shit by your community standards and yet they still have platforms and i got removed because you know i i forget what it was that she had but she's most specifically against the sharia law and and uh so they they shut down an entire city block because of one female reporter who chained herself right to to twitter's doors and um and you know that kind of 3d um like news reporting or 3d affecting people where it's like you know they can't that's going to become the new means of like and it's funny that it becomes full circle because it used to be the spread of news and the spread of anything storytelling all of that stuff used to be only done live you know you had to go see somebody talk because there weren't fucking telephones there wasn't a mail system there wasn't anything so like in order to like you know you went to a play or you went to whatever to find out information and and to like see your movies you know or whatever um and you know, I think that that's going to be the real new kind of frontier in this stuff is people reaching out like, you know, not saying go chain yourself to Twitter, but like, you know, if you're out there with a megaphone every day, it's another person like saying, well, how about this or how about that? You know, you're making people aware of situations in person and, you know, you got to really wonder, like, it's really easy to type something up and print it in a newspaper, but it's to take the effort to go out there and continually like you know one after another you know just say like hey why are we allowing these kind of inconsistencies to exist um you know in the in the rules per se um you know and and why is why is uh you know technocratic companies have control over this thing that's supposed to be the best beacon of free speech that's ever existed i mean the fucking internet like how how more of an american ideal could you get of you know like everybody has access to this awesome like unlimited source of of information <laughs> um to, you know to limit that to put like special keys to that i mean that's well it's because it's dangerous to the power structure you know oh yeah sure and like sure. you like you said like that that thing with laura loomer or martina marcota was just in france 
Mm-hmm. Uh, you know who she is, right? Yeah. yeah. She's like a she was she's like a conservative internet personality. She was a another fucking gorgeous. Like <laughs> she's she used to be a burlesque dancer. She but she's like kind of like an old goth chick, old well, like you know a, a old old style goth type chick. Yeah. Uh, I mean, she kind of looks like uh, Dita Von Teese a little bit. Oh so yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And she's fucking good looking. So that's always nice. But anyway, like she was in, you know, she went to Paris. It's like, it's kind of like that Hunter S. Thompson gonzo journalism where you fucking just go there and you are the news yeah. or, you know, go there. You know, that dude would, he would go somewhere and immerse himself. Well, she was all uh, about that Marie Le Pen stuff, right? Mm-hmm. How they wouldn't even add her. She like pulls third amongst 30 uh, people for this position that she's trying to get elected for and they won't even allow her to de- to debate oh really yeah see they won't even allow her to debate and that's you know very quickly becoming like but like pretty yeah she's a nationalist and mainstream she's, you know, conservative yeah. and because they can tag the right tags on her you know they say oh well it's not it's equality for everybody but what they means is you're allowed to have an opinion as long as you agree with me yeah yeah as long as it's Absolutely. somewhere in this spectrum of what i'm uh, what i've allotted is like you know an okay opinion yeah. and uh you know i think that is that's the new push these journalists whether they be you know man woman whatever uh going out and actually like impacting people at places where it's you know twitter's headquarters or you know what i mean like you know somewhere down there where in new york where there's a lot of fucking you know people who are going to hear what you have to say i mean you know i'm going to look pretty silly standing on a street corner in fucking greenwood indiana (laughs) with my megaphone yeah but you know like uh you gotta like the set of fucking balls that it takes to you know stand up for what you believe in like that i mean you know i that's really important i think it's becoming more important it won't it's it's anymore it can happen you know real quick that you are no longer significant you know, when you are like a high profile, you know, whatever journalist, you know, YouTube sensation, whatever, it only takes, you know, saying two of the wrong words. And well, but what's done. back, right. what's what has backfired for them is that they that they created the structure of this thing so open, you know, the internet being so vast is like it's very easy to find somebody who can get you a back door to 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 put you back up on a bit of a platform, and people are, you know. You can you can get access to it. So you know until really they remove the ability to promote yourself like that. I mean it's it's you know it's going to be really important for people to get out there in the physical realm. Yeah. Well, well you know? one thing I was thinking about earlier today though, because we were talking about how um, see before people were just removed and we were never know they were removed all even go back to shadow band yeah you go back to even go back to greece during that time right and other time other cultures like that if somebody was to rise up or whatever they could just make them disappear and it happened in this country all the time it's harder now because of social media and other things like that right if you don't have my beliefs unless you unless you have information that could lead to the arrest of hillary clinton yeah you might suicide yourself don't say it too many times everybody in this fucking room will end up dead and that's the thing is is because and this has this has to do with it just just power in general because if you have if you oppose certain people during no matter what 
you would dis. I mean, we know they would disappear, but now it's harder to do that. If if you're causing trouble for, um, I mean, we've done it even with presidents, right? We've done it with JFK. We've right. done it with. Uh, well, dude, look what they just did to that Khashoggi guy and yeah. fucking you know yep. what Saudi Arabia did. They whacked that motherfucker and like dismembered his in ass the fucking, in the fucking in Turkey and the embassy. Yeah, yeah. and then and in then, front of a bunch of people, and then they told whatever story they wanted to. Like, yeah. the, you know, they had some dude put his clothes on and walk out, so they had it on you him know, leaving on camera. You know what college he went to? Actually, uh-uh. he, Indiana State. No shit. Yep. And then, yeah, it was Indiana State. I read about it, and I was just like, that was, I mean, that's just how they, that's my example. That's how they used to handle things. They'd make, like, I don't know, he just disappeared. Or if you got fired from a newspaper, newspaper then they'd make sure no one in town's going to hire you. And that would happen. Right. And they would create this backstory of what you did, and then you couldn't prove or disprove it. Now that's getting a little bit harder to do. Like, Alex Jones, I think he's a kook, but I love him. He makes me giggle. Yeah. When he's staying on the street corner walking around. <laughs> the dude is just he's passionate or whatever he's he's a he's a personality well here's the thing here's the thing you got to wonder about that dude in specific and it's become it's literally because i agree with you i agree with uh probably about 30 percent of what he has to say is like actual like plausible like i even spend time thinking about it but here's what you have to ask yourself is if what he has to say is so inconsistent and so crazy and off of the rails why is there so much time and effort put into silencing that dude yeah Yeah. no absolutely because like it goes way be you know like and, and the same with like you know the same can be said for the president i mean it's like dude okay so these people are so sure that he's not gonna even last a second term so it's four years you know and like the the government is it's not so easy just to like oh i'm gonna turn everything over it's like people that were worried about uh you know the most recent supreme court judge pick kavanaugh oh he's gonna overturn everything well that's not the fuck you clearly haven't paid attention because it's you know it's like he's one of nine justices on the supreme court and it takes you know it takes a long time i mean it would take years and years for anything to ever get that high to where they would even be sitting on it so you know plus the guy's a constitutionalist so he's already like if it's written into law he's pro whatever it is even if he doesn't agree with it because he's pro believing that so and they chose to ignore that well we, that he said that we picked fear know. we picked fear right we're, we're gonna scare you and not the like the good fear like the bad fear right you know it's kind of like v for vendetta we're gonna make you fear this until you need us to make sure exactly. you need us we'll make sure you're okay even though you're in the back pocket of most lobbyists the most special interest group and then you're going to run on this platform, and then you're going to do this the same way Kennedy did. Now, it's like Kennedy the ninth. He was going to try to help with the opiate problem. Guess who helped back this stuff? It was a fucking pharmaceutical company. Guess right. what they were known to do? They were known to fucking sell opiates. <laughs> yeah. Right. Come on. Well, yeah, I, man. It's it's, yeah. it's it's like you know you're talking about the government, like that nanny state shit. You know, you know, like that. We'll take care. You need. A, we're going to create this problem that you need us to take care of you and. But it's like having a fucking. It's like having a nanny that molests you. It's <laughs> yeah. like it's nice to, that's it's nice that you made me a bologna sandwich, but then you put your finger in my butt after I ate, and that was kind of <laughs> shitty. You know what I mean? Like, you Lisa, know. Lisa, was, Lisa was after you ate. I'm not right, right, eating, right. right? <laughs> no, I still can't eat fucking bologna to this day. <laughs> it ruined my first marriage. Every time I went to eat, I said, like, "Come here, <laughs> can't eat a bologna sandwich without two digits in my butt." <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, two, <laughs> two. That's a, a two. 
that's rough man <laughs> no i, mean, I and that's what we do though but how many things do they create and cause us or or and this is just the world or political as it is like we need to create an event and fix this event that way we know they know that we fixed it right we've been they've been doing this that's what i'm saying they've been doing this forever throughout any kind of form of structured society is you know it's the fear they need us and it's a lot of people who false flags yeah it's what is it what is it also called wag uh, wag the dog mm-hmm. i think it's what's called but the other thing is because we don't think for ourselves we're like what did he say we need to do oh, i'm gonna go ahead and do that yeah you know well it's, it's, it's taking they 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 look good for creating the thing that made the problem and then they look good for creating the thing that fixed that problem yeah yeah because exactly. most of these guys are all good guys i mean um you know like uh bush senior just died or whatever mm-hmm. and like you know and like you go back and you listen to everybody on everybody that worked with him how great how civil he was and how much he was for everybody right mm-hmm. did he do the greatest job i don't know but you just i mean that and then you think about a lot of these guys are good people that are trying to help but once you get money and then a little power and money into it it's yeah they said well, here, this, they said the same thing about john mccain when he died yeah too. here's what i think yeah. is awful one funny. of the biggest war mongers yeah. ever to sit here's what i think is know. funny too the same people that like with like you're saying with mccain yeah the same people that when he was you know when they when they were you know opposed opposed yeah. and you know he's the worst human being on the planet all these people hated fucking bush they hated george w watch all these people that fucking oh fuck george w bush and this and that just watch that motherfucker dies they'll all be he was a great man all, oh, you know yeah. it, it just goes to show these people all fucking eat dinner together after they're done with their bullshit that's the ruling class you know who scares me you know you know yeah. who scares oh, me yeah. the most still is dick cheney yeah he's still he's the scariest man i think ever <laughs> like i mean but like i said was is he he knew what he wanted and he and he told him this is what's going to happen if i get in here and that's what we did you know and that's what and that's the problem is is a lot of times we think the president is running things but a lot of times there's a lot of these people right behind them oh for sure yeah dick, Ch- dick, dick cheney's such a fucking gangster that he shot his own friend yeah. in the face <laughs> and his friend fucking apologized yeah. like i'm sorry my face was there where you were shooting i shouldn't have done that Ron. i ruined the day fuck yeah you know what i mean can oh, you yeah. ever forgive me uh-huh. yeah i suppose i can forgive you but don't you think you have to have the egotistical mindset if you're going to be running a fucking country or running yes. a fucking you I have to so. you can't just be like well i don't know we there it's it's there every leader throughout history that's been an effective leader has been a bit of a sociopath and we need people that are slightly sociopaths to take those risks and to be that guy you know you don't you can't have an overrun of social that's you know prisons are also full of sociopaths yeah you know um <laughs> yeah. It, but there's there is something about you know i mean dude fucking trump's definitely he's got a he's a bit of a fucking narcissist and a sociopath oh yeah but dude they all are any ones that's worth the shit they all are you got to be a little bit to be to want to be in one of those positions. and to be effective you yeah. have to be you have to be that way we're just and we need to, those people we just don't need an overabundance of them yeah. we just don't we're not used to seeing it publicly displayed as much and that's not me being negative towards it, but I mean, because we're used to things happening behind the scenes, and yeah. then they're out there like, yeah. yes, we're here for you, we're great, let's go, and then behind the scenes, like, no, we're gonna fucking just bomb the fuck out of these people, <laughs> yeah. right, and make them go away, yeah, you know, and then because we're like, take care of us, but we don't want to know all the dirty shit you do, so we sleep at night, right, you just, go, you take care of all the dirty shit for, it. and I think that's part, that that's part of, on us too, is because we're like, 
They bombed people? Like, yeah, what the fuck do you think they did? Yeah, but you know what? No, nobody's still like, it, it's out It's out in the open now, and here's how fucking conditioned people are and how much of a fucking pack of pussies that people are. It's out in the open, and we still don't do fuck about it. You know what I mean? Look at Waco. Look what they fucking did at Waco. They talk about the same people that fucking like screamed about, oh, Trump's locking up kids at the border. They fucking burn kids alive at Waco knowingly. They fucking targeted this room full of women and children with that fucking bomb and incinerated those fucking kids. They killed all those fucking people at Waco. Yeah. Even Nobody if that, got in trouble. Even if that is what Koresh wanted to happen, because, you know, it, it it's it's pretty well known. Like, yeah, he wanted to fucking go out a martyr and he was willing to fucking kill a bunch of kids. That doesn't mean that, like. Uh, uh, okay so in order just to stop him you know and make this all go away we're just going to go ahead and give him what he fucking wants like you know it doesn't make people are like well yeah well Koresh put those kids at harm or whatever even having them in there that doesn't that's like saying you know oh if you're in a fucking hostage situation you deserve what you fucking got yeah yeah like, if i go to deposit my check and, yeah, yeah 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 and some dude's in the fucking bank robbing yeah, it doesn't pick the bank yeah the, yeah the cops aren't like well we're gonna have to blow the fucking bank up now because we gotta right. kill this fucking you know what i mean like that's about how that's uh, that makes about as fucking much sense like clearly the guy's a fucking psycho you know what yeah. i mean like sociopath he thought he was like the second coming of fucking christ you know yeah but like that doesn't make it okay and and more and more is just that overreach of like well we don't really know what to do and these people are kind of becoming a little bit of a nuisance and they've got guns and we don't agree with anything that they say so let's go in and take them yeah and not only that but let's let's set the dudes up to give us the right to go in there and take them right like and these people didn't send them a message by killing them they'll yeah. send a message by and, killing and even more than that i mean a better example of that than waco to me is fucking ruby ridge yeah i mean you mm. set the fucking guy up you set him up yeah. you and set you, people in there to fucking talk to him about shaving down a fucking shotgun barrel knowing that the dude was just trying to feed his fucking family and it's a good you know did he have questionable uh, maybe values or whatever like maybe didn't didn't line up not even questionable but maybe they didn't line up with you know what uh society would have deemed like oh okay was he a bit extreme we'll call it extreme sure yeah he was also in the middle of fucking idaho mining his own business (laughs) on the side of a fucking mountain doing fuck all to hurt anybody else and he cut a couple barrels off for a couple of slack-jawed fucking hillbillies you know and and all of a sudden it's like we got to go in there and and stop this guy from from hurting anybody we got to creep in there and kill this guy's dog yeah so we can kill his son shoot his fucking wife in the head holding her fucking baby you know what i mean and still to this day i mean you know there's never been anything like there's never been any justification for any of that there never is they do it out in the open and no one gives a fuck they change the channel and that's you know it's horrible it's horrible they're concerned about transgender bathrooms but they don't give a fuck about this type of stuff all day long yeah you know what i mean like it people do they do it out in the open and they're not held to account no nobody's dragging these politicians out of their homes and fucking cutting their heads off like they should (laughs) like they should like they they should be but you know what i mean like half these motherfuckers need over half of these motherfuckers need dragged out of their homes and fucking strung up in the street to make a to make a fucking example out of Uh but it's never going to happen it's never going to happen because people are so passive that they're just allowing themselves to become ruled and slaves 
You People know? don't want. No, nobody wants to. Nobody wants to put forth the effort. Well, no, not when you can sit on your ass and watch TV and fucking jerk off. Yeah. We don't. We don't have the attention span for that. We've killed the attention span. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, absolutely. The the internet, our phones, like all of that has killed. Like, I mean, I mean, for me personally, you know, I mean, we've talked about shit I struggle with, but you know, when I got my phone, you know, when I got a new computer, you know, all that shit, like I. I can clearly tell that my fucking attention span is fucking shot. Oh, yeah. Like if I if I can't deal with it right now, like it's it's almost like I can't even it doesn't even enter my brain. Right. Well, dude, I, I dude, when I first got my a smartphone and had access to the internet, you know, I dude, I'll I'll admit freely that I I bet I probably wore three layers of skin off my dick <laughs> you know what i mean yeah. i was like holy shit internet yeah. porn fucking uh-huh. i'm gonna jerk off every day it's, and then, it's and then easier you, to hide with the smartphone yeah i go in the bathroom but it, it's one of those things where it's you you should anyway I, I hit a point where i just one day i was like what the fuck am i doing this is degenerate and gross to be doing this all the time it's fucking it's uh i'm i'm giving my fucking masculinity away i'm just giving my manhood away you know, so I had to fucking like chill out on that shit. Yeah. You know, I'm not saying I never watch anything dirty on the internet, but I, very <laughs> rarely, very rarely, because it's fucking. I just one day it, it hit me. I was like, "This is fucking pathetic." We have too much access. Yeah, it's pathetic and degenerate, man. Yeah. Like, but you know, it, it taps into that. We become these voyeurs, and we live vicariously through. You know, we watch porn. You know, we watch a guy. You know, we watch a guy. We everything's simulated right we watch porn we watch a guy fuck a woman instead of going out and fucking a woman ourselves (laughs) you know we watch fucking we watch people play fucking sports on tv and we don't ever go out and play sports ourselves we watch men fight in the ring and criticize everything they do when these motherfuckers that that criticize these fucking fighters and shit never been in a fucking fight in their life and they're fucking 400 pounds on the couch (laughs) diabetes you know what i mean but like they live vicariously through other people you know they watch men have men have fucking lost themselves man they sit and they voyeur and they live vicariously and they don't they watch other men do things that they wish they could do and then they criticize them when they don't perform as they hope they would absolutely which is fucking ridiculous oh yeah yeah i read uh i uh, i read 10 15 articles a day that's that's if i want to have my phone and then that's my goal is to read 10 15 different articles a day a lot of the things i've been reading on though is that it, what i'm paying attention to is ai where it's going to be heading, where it's going to be heading with us, what we're going to be needed for and what needed for. Mm-hmm. I was talking to this uh, real estate guy. I said, what are you going to do with the, the building next door? He's like, well, it's going to be a self-service bank. Well, what do you mean? He's like, be one of the new ones and teller free. Mm-hmm. And all I heard was teller free. And I didn't even yeah. ask how it worked. Yeah. Right away, it's teller free. Yeah. Check out your own fucking groceries. Yeah, they are. Teller free banks. Yeah. They I are. mean, they're turning us into a fucking, they're, ter- they're ter- turning America into a service, uh, <sighs> like a service country. Well, so basically, yeah. like, you know, we're here to provide the need for consumer third world. Yeah. Third, yeah. Consumer culture third world countries to have and the industrial hold and strength over everything which you know obviously china has that industrial strength they're you know the most industrialized country in the fucking nation period yeah and uh you know they need somebody to be consumers um and so you know it's just like a consumer culture like take and take and take and take and take don't ever have like any specific opinion about anything don't ever you know formulate anything and if you do formulate it with your emotional response and then we'll change the channel immediately 
so that your emotional response is the only response you get an ability to have to anything that happens the wrong response eat sleep work consume it's like like they live you know oh yeah yeah it's that obey obey you know it's that you know we are you know we are to the into the to the people that run things you know the ruling class and fucking the elite they i mean this is not an accident this isn't this is by design you know we are uh we are nothing no matter what they say we are nothing to them but interchangeable units of labor and buying power we are we are consumers we are interchangeable you know that's why you know these people like that that's why globalism has become such it's you know such this thing with these with these uh these this ruling class they don't want nations they don't want you to have loyalty they they destroy the fucking family unit they destroy nations they destroy identity racial identity um you know unless it's unless it's an an oppress an oppressed class structure but they you know eventually it'll happen to them too you know what i mean but they you know they they start with the majority in these countries and they you know they try to erase their their you know their cultural identity and their national identity and they start to tell you know well you know being french isn't really about you know where you're from it's about it's just an idea it's just a plot of land where you live there's no french identity you know and then pretty soon everyone can be french and you know (laughs) anyone from around the world is you know you know all these people that are arab are now swedes yeah they're swedes they're native swedes no they're not they're not and that's okay you know but they uh that is a uh that is a hindrance national identity especially is a hindrance to the people that rule everything and that run everything that want you to have no identity other than what you buy and what you contribute you know it's it's uh it's that and that only well but they very much want a national identity and an identity amongst the people amongst the uh the invaders that they're using to suppress culture everywhere they do now but they eventually they they will it'll be the same no no yeah and that's these people these people that are used being used as pawns they don't realize that it's like it's like yeah when it's not your group you can be very you know very pro like yeah fuck those people you know like you know they shouldn't have this or that but guess what man that's coming for you too that's coming for you too so you know you think that uh you think that it's going to be socially acceptable (sighs) forever for you to be for you know for you to be you know I'm from Iraq and that's, I'm an Iraqi and you know, right now it's celebrated, but do you think that's going to be cool down the road? They don't want, they don't want that. They, they want, they want, uh, interchangeable units of labor. Yeah. They just, they just want a number. Yeah. They'll be like, shut up, get on the bus. We know, you know, you know, you're not get on the bus. Yeah. Yeah. No. And then we're just a spoke in the wheel because like I said, is if, if no matter what, like you said, you're interchangeable and that, and that's the whole point is if you come to that realization, you're just like, then you just kind of just take everything and push it away, and then you realize, like, hey, I got my wife and kids. I don't. None of this other stuff matters. Like, you know, unless it invades this house, you know, like then I need to really concern about it. Like that, and but we're we're more worried about everything else over there, and then this this house could be a wreck. The the problem is is, is if you if you have no sense of tribe or community, um. You have nothing to fight for. You really well. You have no. You have no one to rely on. You know, and, and there's no strength in that. So, yeah, you should be concerned with your family first. This house, like you say, your family first. Very, you know, first and foremost. But you should have a tribe outside of that. You know, there should be some. You know, whether it's arranged around, um, you know, nationality or religion or 
geographical location or ideals or your politics or whatever you should i mean you do and you just don't realize that you do you but, know what but, i mean most, you most people realize, have like there's uh you know there's yeah and you're and you're right if you don't realize it then it then it doesn't really mean anything but right. people get really scared by the idea like oh like nationalism or tribalism it's like well i mean like if we can all agree that we're cut that you've come here to america for a chance that you can't fucking get anywhere else if we can all agree that there is this like which is impossible and they want you to skip right past it it, it is this idea that like all of these people want to come here admittedly we have allowed them to burn the flag to do all of these things you allow them to to shit and that's you know it should be the responsibility of americans once these people get here is like you know uh you got to make sure people respect your fucking home and that's what they're taking away you know is really like oh well america's not great you know we're we're not the land of the free you know like in the name of uh america we've done all of these horrible things overseas but you know what what they're failing to like the missing part is like not uh, you know the military industrial complex has gone over and done these things all in the name of of people but that doesn't mean like america is still the freest nation in the world period you know what i mean we have rights and 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 laws that protect us and are supposed to be there um but you know it all it, it immediately gets diluted and taken away as soon as they want somebody else to come in they have to say, oh, well, there's something wrong. We still want to come there. We still, you know, are, are acknowledging the fact that it's the freest place and the only place that we can really actually come and invade. But once we're there, we want to change everything because there's something wrong. You well, it's know, like, it's and, like, we're, and, like we were just saying earlier about tattooing. It's on a macro level. Yeah. Same I mean, thing. and that goes, that's where it comes all the way around full circle. You yeah. know, it's like it's, it, it's, 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 uh, sign of the times i mean it's happened to almost everything yeah but what bro what but one of the biggest issues that caused that was corporations right absolutely yep. corporations and money cheap labor do this and do that mm-hmm. did we really punish the companies for having and why in seymour where i grew up our south of here where i worked at a veneer factory there was illegal workers working there never punished no you see no. what i'm saying so why yeah. if, if we we never held because the one of them was a big corporation too. The one that was um, mine was a small one, but the one in, in the same warehouse park was a big one, right? A national one, right? Probably had board of directors donated money to this place or that place, right? And it all ties back to, and that's where a lot of us are like, you know, we're supposed to be America first, and this I get that, but the people that who were supposed to be our best interest shit on us, and that's why I looked at it. Mm-hmm. They shit on us. So I can't rely to those elected people. And, and I do pay attention. I am awoke and I get all that. Mm-hmm. But I don't trust any of those people that work up there. Not, how, could, how can a millionaire understand what I go through in my daily life? They can't understand what we go through. And that's where it's broken down. I mean, we've quit. There's a, a disconnect. We, yeah, we've stopped electing people who actually wanted to come from where we come from yeah, yeah 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 and you know like they don't have to live where we live anymore all these people no. live in gated communities and they and they tell you this that and the other is good for you but i mean the real breakdown is that they don't believe that they're offering a land of opportunity anymore they don't believe that like it's just like oh well it's become diluted by rich corporations coming in and by this and that but you know i mean realistically it's still you know, we still live in the best country in the na- you know, in the world. You and, know, it, I mean, I you know, 
Well, that's, that's I, where I'm saying. I agree with that because yeah. I lost. I I had lost a job. I would lost a house. I lost everything because of economics. Right around that, and I took a job making ten fifty an hour. My last job was making thirty five dollars an hour. Right, and I was able to rebuild it and rebuild everything. Yes, this is the greatest place in the world, but we cannot rely on other people for us. We have to do it ourselves. So no, back, and back what you're saying too. I do have one we make it's a funny joke we call it smug cast fam right mm-hmm. and that's because we all have we all look at things a lot of the same way not everybody does the same way but we know that like if we need them they're there and we believe in in like a sense of community and and we're trying to do something for indianapolis because yeah. everybody flies over this fucking place right right so you have a tribe yeah so i do yeah yeah and that's important but what i'm saying is too many people don't pay attention to their home tribe and they're more worried about other things first oh for sure that's for what sure. i mean yeah yeah, yeah 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 and that, and i agree with that because you have to because you can't rely on people like you used to you used to have your local um sheriff or whoever it was or whatever you knew him and he was there for you you city council was there for you now it's like oh if you get elected it just happened in my hometown and i'm not gonna say what happened but basically he was an elected official somewhere state elected official and then now he's leaving the company helped back he's not re running for election and he's gonna have a nice little job right supposedly but think about that and, and it's because it, it it all comes back to money and power and it just drives me insane because we don't I don't know. It, it's it's about it, it, we ruin the culture when we try to commercialize everything. Politicians are commercialized. They are. I mean, they put on a shirt like this. They roll up their sleeve like I'm just like you. Like no, the fuck you're not. Right. <laughs> no, because right. this is a ten dollars shirt. That one costs six hundred. Well, and that's the thing is, you know, I think that's one of the reasons that Trump appealed to a lot of like a lot of fucking blue collar, fucking you know, mostly white, but also you know every other color of like blue collar working dude or dude that's you know dude that's confounded by all the new fucking speech rules and fucking micro fucking aggressions and trigger warnings and you know like dudes fucking straight up dudes especially and women that appreciate guys that are dudes you know they don't think for a fucking minute that you know that donald trump is like 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 them in that way like you know like he's a fucking rich dude and all that shit and he's never had to he'll never live the kind of life you lived however he fucking he says he says shit that you want to say he walks around the way you want to walk around he fucks like you want to fuck you know what i mean he's like <laughs> yeah and you're like i don't even you know what I mean? you, you, you look at the dude and you're like fuck yeah you, okay you know what i mean like because every other motherfucker that's you know he's on twitter fucking talking shit you know what i mean he's like <laughs> yeah. saying dumb shit that your buddies fucking would say you yeah. know what I mean? at, a, at a bar like fuck that ah, fucking just says some shit yeah he's a dude he's but a that, fucking he's a dude and like and that's the thing is like you've got so many people that are so sick of this these canned responses and these no one in the world talks like this to anybody but when i talk to a group of people i'm gonna make a speech like this and you know nobody fucking talks like that that's, and I that's pretty good yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you, you you get you get a guy like trump it's like yeah we ain't got shit in common except for that dude don't give a fuck he says all the shit that i want to say you know what i mean like yeah yeah these people are fucking assholes this country's a shithole hey i got news for you haiti's a fucking shithole yeah. ask a haitian yeah it's a fucking shithole but yeah. you know what i mean they're like yeah, I don't have anything in common with this dude outside of that we're both dudes. Yeah. Finally, there's a dude. Yeah, I think an my, unapologetic dude. I think my problem was is it, it, my perspective. My perspective of a president, I always wanted to have them. You, you can say the candid speeches or whatever, but like 
when you saw a president, like you, you just like no matter whether you agree with it or not, you're like fuck. That is the president. Like with him, I I don't feel that way, and that's probably because he came from reality TV and stuff like that. And then once again, it has nothing to do with the policies. Like mm-hmm. you know, what, that's where I could separate him. Because if you say something about Trump, you don't like him. The wrong people, they're like, they're like, no, no, I didn't say anything about policies. I said how my perspective of him, right? Yeah. Because like with Bush um, or whatever, I'm like. Like, does he even know what he's reading? Like, <laughs> like right. does he know what's going on because well, of what's going on behind him? And then, you know, and then even with Obama, and I'm like, can you just say how you really fucking feel right now? Because it looks like you're really pissed or you want to say something, but exactly. you don't. And, and Trump just lets that shit yeah, fly. Yeah. But I think that was part of it. Maybe it's because we were growing up. They're like, you could be president one day, right? And then, like, to be a pre- you, there's a way of being presidential, right? And then I think that that's the that's the way, and that he did. That's why he uh, radiated with so many people like that because well, he doesn't act the way that the that you're used to the your rulers yeah. acting. Yeah. You your ruling class acts in a way that is alien to you, but you're comfortable. You're conditioned to be comfortable. Yeah, like, no, I agree. I do the way that, that they the way that they are aloof and above you. You're comfortable with, and the thing about Trump is you know what what makes a lot of people uncomfortable. Like you said, you couldn't even place it, but you're just like, the way he is kind of rubbed me wrong. Yeah. Because he doesn't speak presidentially. But, like, if you think about it, all president, all speaking presidentially means is talking down to you like you're a fucking idiot. Like you're a fucking peon, to be honest. Like, we're going to talk to you in this way, and we know that this is going to f- affect you emotionally in the way that we've conditioned you to feel. And you're going to listen to what I say, and if you, agree, if you don't agree with me, you're going to choke that shit down. And you're going to feel really safe because I speak in a way that no one talks to you in real life and i don't talk to you and you know like yeah. those people don't fucking i wouldn't speak talk that to you way. like no. that in real life actually <laughs> actually being in a corporate world a lot of people talk presidential when you when i've met them ceos yes. coos yeah. and they are they are the, they're I, the people that but they aspire I, to be part of the ruling class but then i've met them outside of visits holy fucking shit they sound exactly like trump like this fucking bull and i'm just <laughs> yeah. like i'm like I just saw you give a speech, right, bro? And you were like, but now I understand it completely. He does what they do behind the scenes. And, I, and, that, and I'm being honest yeah. because when I met um, my last job, when some, when he was in there, he was pretty high up in the company, right? He a millionaire, you know, whatever. And uh, around the employees, he was one way. And then he pulled us all off to the side and he was just like, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, my God. And I was just like, he was totally, and he was just. Cause, and that's how you get it because it, it, I, I do want people to say how they want but sometimes it, but sometimes it just gets old both ways right yeah and yeah, I think yeah. the important thing is too uh, that it's like where we're at in history is we need the fucking we need the half time we're down by 60 points coach not the fucking it's fucking varsity night and you're handing us our letters yeah. you know what I mean we need to like uh, like hey yeah you should be fucking you should be uh freaked out you should be a little bit upset about what's going on right now and even if you know if him bringing light to that and the way that he speaks and what he's doing brings attention to a subject that you might uh, otherwise might not have thought about then he's doing his job you know i think because it's um you know it is abrasive it it, like he's he sounds like a fucking asshole he doesn't sound like anybody that like maybe like like i would like to talk to him if there was like alcohol and 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 dollar bills involved you know what i mean like right but other than that like dude i don't like i don't want you at fucking thanksgiving bro you sound like a prick yeah you know but like like my old bosses that's why i think it bothers me maybe yeah yeah and i think he does yeah (laughs) but you know the thing that resonates with me is 
it's always kind of the motherfucker that people are like, ah, you know, nobody thinks inside. I'll use tattooing as an example because it's always this way. Every motherfucker at the tattoo shop thinks that they've got the best idea of how to run the fucking tattoo shop. (laughs) And, but you know, one person out of all eight or nine of them have actually ran a tattoo shop. And when you do, you're like, man, I, you know, I thought all this time that I had all the fucking answers and the real answer lies in the fact that you just kind of got to roll with the punches and do what you have to do. And like, I, like Kyle said, I, I, he likes Trump. I, I like Trump because of the job that he's doing. Um, before, like I couldn't stand watching any of the shows. And I, and I said that before, but like, that's the truth. Like, I don't honestly think that like in the same room that we would have like a sit down, like, Oh, Hey, how's it going? Like whatever kind of conversation oh, because not. yeah, cocksucker. But, um, you know, that's probably what I think that what we needed to like, like make people mad. Okay. Are you mad enough to fucking like, to actually do some research and prove that what he's saying is not, right or you know that like what he's doing is not right because if you are cool maybe that will inflict some change maybe something will get woken up in you know the spirit of people just like laying down and and letting you know america get rolled over well you you know right right wrong or indifferent i mean i think anybody can uh agree with the fact that this uh, administration is going to bring about change yeah i mean you and i talked about that before the election yeah that that dude is if he's what we needed because he's the monkey wrench fucking wild card he's the monkey you know? wrench yeah. in, this, in this system this machine's yeah. fucked this, yeah. this machine is fucked yeah. and he's the monkey wrench you know and i'm like he's gonna fucking help to start to you know hopefully start to fucking knock it apart either wittingly or unwittingly you know yeah. and i'm like it doesn't really matter if he even if he's in even if he has the intention to do it he's gonna fuck this shit up and, the problem, and it needs and, fucked up and yeah. i mean because what we don't need is sorry started i mean the house flipped back to democratic and then senate state republican it just because it just keeps doing this it almost and they're always all the does. same and they're all the same they work for the same people it almost it always does yeah. it, it almost always does the amazing thing was that um not even amazing but like the uh the irregular thing was that the republicans were still able to keep the house you know what i mean they kept the senate Senate, Senate, keep keep the senate Senate. um because that's pretty rare i mean it almost always flips back and that's just like that's uh you know um a good example of the fact that people uh, the grass is always fucking greener and everybody is an armchair like politician come around time for an election all of a sudden people care about all these issues and then most often all through the years it, it all dies down and nobody gives a shit about what's happening unless it's personally, like you said, with healthcare or with this or that, or, you know, my 401k is up or down. And like, that's the only time when people care is when they're personally, uh, afflicted by it. But, uh, you know, I think that a good, um, a good effect of Trump being so abrasive might actually be that it's, it's causing people to be more awake and alert and concerned about everything that's going on and not just what personally affects them like you know uh anything really i mean as as things kind of shift and move and 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 he brings light to things that most people don't have never even thought about um it it's like 
okay, it's good for people to really seek out knowledge. And like you said, with the, with the alternative news, I mean, the rise in the necessity of alternative news today is, I think, bigger than it ever has been. Because as, you know, as it becomes more necessary for people to pay attention to what's going on, it's going to become more necessary for there to be different outlets for them to make sure that, okay, I'm really checking to make sure what I'm hearing is the right thing, oh, you yeah. know? And I think that that's a good, uh, you know, that's a good effect that yeah. Trump has had on everything. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, personally, I mean, as abrasive as it is, it's yeah. a good effect. The, well, I, the impetus for some kind of change. Yeah. It's just, yeah. it's just either way. It just is, is like, we have a conversation where all, all don't agree on things. This we always say is about our show, but we can sit here and talk about it. Like we, there was no nobody got mad. No one got mad because we're all fucking adults. Yeah, and we could he could say something like, "Oh, I see your point on that." Okay, and then that's that's where we're fucking well, we're, struggling we're as open, a whole nation. We're open, right. we're open minded. People yeah. can't. Well, here's the thing: people can't argue with their friends anymore. Though, if, if you don't have the same unfriend, if yeah, if, yeah. Uh, yep, well, you can't come to fucking Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah. You know, they're like, you know, they don't want to argue with their fucking. They don't want their friends to argue with them. Yeah. yeah Guess what? I only want to argue with my friends. Because I don't give a fuck what somebody thinks. That's not my fucking friend. If you're not my friend or family, go fuck yourself. Yeah. Call me whatever you want. Call me a Nazi. Call me a fucking, you know, <clears throat> call me a whatever, man. Guess what? I don't give a fuck. Yeah. You know, I only want to argue with people who's a who who I respect. And it's not like malicious argument. It's, it's like, I only want to fucking argue things with people that I respect. Why would I waste my time talking to somebody I don't fucking like? Go fuck yourself. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, like, I only want to argue with my friends. You know, and that's uh, and that's where people that's what people don't get, you know, and people get pissed on the Internet because I have a habit of sometimes I say things that are provocative. I'm just because it's what I think, you know, and people want to argue with me about it. But guess what? I'm not even going to (laughs) respond if you, you know, call me what you want. Yeah. Yeah, yeah tell, gotta, me, tell me you hate cats. I don't give a fuck. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I got a yeah. text about Pearl Harbor too. You were right. Oh, did you? Yeah. <laughs> one Sp- of my buddies is Asian. He's on. One of my best friends is Asian. He was on the show, and I said he has sex. He's sneaky like Pearl Harbor, and, and then got somebody a text. complained. Yeah, I thought it still wasn't bad as a nine eleven joke. Though. No, it was funny. It was funny. Well, joke. We have I to laugh about things, though. I mean, yeah, the best it, jokes are the most fucked up jokes. Well, the joke was we were doing juice. Uh, uh, are we good on time? Uh, I mean, we're, we probably need to wrap it up pretty soon. Okay, so we'll end on some funny stuff here. So Juice was having his 100th episode. He invited us over to uh, Ohio. So we didn't know how many people were going. So me and AP were hosting. We are excited. And I was like, hey, I got a joke if this crowd's bad. He's like, what? I was like, well, I was going to say I haven't seen a crowd this dead since 9-11. And when they moan, I'm like, I know, I know. I get it. Never forget. And then we just fucking leave Ohio. <laughs> that was my plan and right, everybody right. laughed about it and uh and then i was like but some people get butt hurt by what we say or whatever yeah. i mean we've had atheists on we've had conspiracy theories the only one that scared me was the ghost hunter still scares me to this day yeah because <laughs> he, he quit and went to church and never ghost hunted it never ghost hunted again since. you're like what did you see no, his phone started playing during the fucking episode. His phone started playing music. He had, a, he had an iPhone, just like all of us, right? And it was sitting across the room. And all no, sudden, it was in his bag. It was in his bag. Weird. The entire time. It started playing music, which means that you, just, you have to... You had right. to open it up, and then go yeah. to your music, and then play a fucking song. And That's his weird. bag was sitting over... It was, what, five, five feet, feet away, away from yep. 
and all of a sudden it just starts playing music and i'm like what where the fuck is that what's that coming from that was at his house i was happy about yeah it's crazy but what made him quit was the 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 site that he was on in tennyson indiana and the shit that was happening because in michigan too right well that too but it all stemmed from uh tennyson um but he had recordings you know and not ev recordings they had a fucking tape recorder and just hit record and this motherfucker the walls were fucking talking from this kid and it and it was like mm. this real high pitch and it was like what was the dude's what was the one dude's name i don't know was it mark or something like that fuck you mark yeah wow that fucking clear you kept saying like this fuck you mark and it, they I'll said fucking and kill it, was, you. it was so weird like uh how it it started from just like a knock on the floor or something right and it so and this thing evolved into like this this person and it would talk to him. It would talk to the fucking people in the house. Because it supposedly was this, uh, someone. They that, thought it might have been like his son somewhat because their, their son had, had got killed in a car, car wreck, wreck right down the road. Mm. But like they had him come down. And so he's playing this shit for us on the show. Nice. And then all of a sudden his fucking phone starts playing music. And we were like, "You're like, you can't ever come back. No, dude, <laughs> you got to fuck off and not come back. And <laughs> after, after the, uh, the event in Michigan, they went up for an exorcist. And um, the girl they were doing the exorcism on um, started saying shit about the the the, uh, the person in Tennyson, mm. and uh, they said uh, he said all of a sudden his phone rang and it was the people from Tennyson and they said we don't know what's going on but this thing is going nuts and like it, he said you could hear it screaming in the background and like all this shit so somehow these two fucking things you know hundreds of miles apart were somehow fucking connected right and after that he said he quit the very next day him and his wife went to church and never 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 looked back cuz he thought we were going to mock him when right. he came on it took me a while for him to get come You're on like no i'm shit scared now <laughs> and then so i cuz he was like real um he he thought we were gonna mock him like it was fake i was like no no we want to know when he finally came on and he was just like he was a real cool guy it was older nuts, guy. yeah man. but it was in it was he did it as a it wasn't a hobby too right it was a hobby no he started a, well they started a company oh yeah they did where they would go and like investigate and like try to get rid of right. and stuff but yeah dude i tell i tell you what man i'm i'm i guess an atheist or an agnostic or whatever i don't but i tell you what i've done enough dmt to know that there's some weird shit out there <laughs> so i don't discount that shit i hear like, i'm like i don't believe in god in the religious sense or anything like that but i've done some dmt motherfuckers I, i've seen some weird shit and i'm like i've seen enough weird shit to know that like yeah there's, yeah, there's a lot of shit we don't know about well, I, was at the, I was at the hospital last night and i was talking to uh someone who used to play basketball with a long time ago and he was talking about in between six like six thirty six fifteen and six thirty uh there's in the old they re, they remodeled the hospital in the pediatric ward like you can hear a scream be between 6 15 and 6 30 and he was talking to me about it and stuff like that no like shit. his wife works there he works there and they were all up there listening to it and they took the plate guy that runs the hospital he's like well it's the boiler room he's like great take me down to the boiler room tomorrow night between this time and they never would do it because he wanted because it was scaring his wife yeah because she's up there by herself cleaning and stuff yeah. but he would never they would never take her down to the bullet room to hear it well it's good to know that ghosts like are punctual too yeah <laughs> punch a clock just yeah. like the rest of us they i don't want to yeah. be late fuck i got people that are alive that can't be on fucking time <laughs> <laughs> every fucking day i'm like why, why why are you late i don't know like oh, at least you know what's going on in your life yeah 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 <laughs> i'm big with punctuality 
No, I just think that uh, we just need to have more conversations about saying, fuck you, I hate you, you're stupid, you're wrong. And I think uh, we'll start moving forward eventually. Or yeah. even say that, but realize that, that in, in, in that, in your, uh, you know, being uh, triggered or whatever, doesn't therein lie a basis to... You know, it, it, it goes against everything to say, okay, so I don't like what you're saying, which means that I can stop you from saying it. And not only that, but ruin your life, uh, eliminate your availability to, 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 you know, have commerce and to be successful and all of these things. Like, cool, man. Uh, believe whatever you want. Do whatever you want to do. Uh, you know, have a group of people who all believe the same things and say whatever they want over there with you but just realize that like as much as you're right as it is to do that it's also another person's right to completely disagree and therein lies the beautiful part of what exists here that doesn't exist other places is like that you know true diversity is not agreeing to agree it's agreeing to disagree well, then, if you're building you know? if you're building a business, and, and, and we're all for building a business, we're going to talk about the business, and we're right. not going to agree. Like, right. oh, he said to do this. All right, that's right. great, but I, I don't know. Eventually, I believe stupidity will eventually take care of itself, and at some point in time, it, you know, if that guy keeps walking out in front of the bus, and you tell him, "Dude, don't don't walk out in front of the bus." Right. Don't want, eventually, if he stops listening, he's going to hit by the bus. Well, the flip side of that too is, and this is this is the one thing that. This is the one thing that I think is a uh, it's it's something that bothers me when I see people, you know, you know, they, they say some shit that they know is not going to go over well. And then they complain about all these people are trying to censor me or oh, I got all this pushback. And it's it's kind of like I mean, I guess I, I I understand to a point because they've moved the goalposts so much that like. A normal ass dude says some one little slip up and it's but you know for a person like me like i go out of my way to be myself and be genuine and i know full fucking well like what the consequence is for that but i don't give a fuck you know but i know full well what the consequence is yeah for people that to, to speak in a way that i speak about like to say some of the things that i say and to speak in the way that i do and to conduct myself the way that i do um there are people that do that same thing and then we'll be like why is this why are these people doing it motherfucker you knew what you were you know don't 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 pretend to be an outlaw and then be surprised when you know when there's yeah, a pushback exactly. because you know what you're doing you know you know what you're doing and that's that's one thing that i that i don't respect is people that push the envelope and then cry about it when there's pushback yeah you know the 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 sucky thing is it's for normal ass dudes that aren't trying to do that that just say you know say one wrong thing or quote-unquote wrong thing and suddenly they're trying to ruin these you know you don't want to bake a gay wedding cake or you don't want to who knows whatever the fuck you know what i mean like oh yeah uh for normal ass people i kind of feel for those people because i'm like yeah it's not like you're really trying to go out of your way to to be to, you're not making a stand about something you just said something or you just did you conducted yourself in this one way um but for people that go out of their way to be provocateurs or to be you know to have very unpopular opinions and, and express them um i think it's disingenuous to then act surprised you oh know yeah what i mean when Absolutely. when people when people give you pushback like you know you're you know you're you're, you're saying some some you know some yeah. wild shit no it know? ain't it ain't fun yeah because i've been i've been attacked for sure like i've been antifa more than once yeah. as you know they try to get my kids taken from me um they they fucking uh 
spray painted my business and put flyers up about me being a Nazi all over town and, you know, all kinds of shit like that. And I've definitely been, you know, I've been attacked, not directly physically, but I've been attacked by Antifa groups and I've had people lead, you know, online, you know, campaigns against me and <laughs> yeah. shit like that. Um, yeah. In it, in it's, 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 it's annoying. Yeah. But you'll never hear me cry about it because yeah. I know I know what the fuck I'm doing. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. I know that like, you know, be these days being authentic, regardless of what that authentic you is, it's uh, you know, it's not always easy. It's not the easy road. Yeah, you know. So if you if you're gonna take that road, you got to understand that like you're probably gonna get fucked with. Oh yeah, you gotta and you gotta be convicted enough in what you're saying to fucking and you know to to push that aside and do it anyway right you know oh yeah yeah no i mean i i mean i agree man it's you know you, if, if you're going to put yourself out there you know you better be ready to to feel at least a little backlash because you know not because everybody's looking to you know we've said it before everybody's looking to be offended by something yep yep and it's you know it sucks that you can't just be who you are but that's the way it is that's the game yeah so you know yeah and i don't see i don't see it changing anytime no soon no it'll get way way worse before yeah Yeah. before it gets that's why i keep telling everybody at work i just took over some places like it's gonna get a lot of fucking worse before it gets better (laughs) yeah (laughs) buy a fucking ar well yeah yeah uh, yeah unfortunately it's yeah it is gonna get way worse you just have to have a but you have to have an open mind you know what i'm saying because if you don't have an open mind you might hear something like oh shit I didn't really know how everything worked. I just kept hearing. That's that's my point, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. You know. I you, get it. You, well, yeah. What do you say? A lie can get all the way around the world before the truth gets has yeah. time to put its shoes on. Yeah. You know. I mean, sitting around and, and researching stuff, looking stuff up is it, it's still one of my favorite things to do on a daily basis and trying to find out like how things. I I love how knowing how things really work. Like you know, with the we have cake up here. We're about to play the song or whatever. Like you know, like when I started listening to them, I found out like who wrote it, when they started, where they came from, what record label. Like I like to break it all the way down. Right. Same way when I meet someone, I like to know like how it started, where do you, and that and that's why I love doing this. Yeah, absolutely. Man. Yeah. So well, all right, we'll wrap it up. I know this has been a long one. This has been the long, longest one we've had in a while. That's Ooh. what she said. My wife. <laughs> my wife hasn't said that to me in a while. How. Uh, I was getting ready to say mine either, uh, but well, she probably hasn't said it. We've been together long. twenty years, so she's she's so luck, lucky. I don't know if I could even say that without a straight face. We've been we've been together <laughs> seven, we've been together seventeen years, dude. She lets me have this in this house and gets to do this. So I mean, shit. Yeah. I mean, I'm I have I'm very blessed by uh, my my lovely wife. I mean, I, I think she's home now too. Yeah, we better. Yeah, we'll have to wrap it. But yeah, no, I, I me and my wife have been together for seventeen years. I don't I don't I've never been to prison. But I get it, you know? right? Right. So, yeah. Why are you trying to put stuff up your ass without you doing it? Huh? Well, only on occasions. Yeah. Only on my birthday. She only brings <laughs> sweets home when she wants you, something. You say you, right. you get it, like why dudes go to prison get a boyfriend? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I do. Because I, I mean, I, I wouldn't mind having a boyfriend. Well, you know, it's dude. It's like we were talking the other night, real quick. <laughs> so you know, I always people. I ask people, you know, because he said, "How long if you got a life sentence? How long before you get a boyfriend?" He's like, "Yeah, immediately." Yeah. You know what I mean? Second day. What are you talking about? You know, and, I, and I've always said, so hey, you you know you so let's say this: you crash land on the planet of the eight how long before you fuck a monkey and people are like oh and i'm like my answer is day one because what if i get rescued on day two and i didn't get to fuck a monkey 
Like someone ha- someone asked me the other day, they're like, if you went to prison, you think you would have a bitch or you'd be the bitch? Like, I've been married almost 20 years. Like, I don't have no fight left in me. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm at least going to find a prettier one. I'm going to be like, can I see your hand size, sir? Can we negotiate a slick legging instead of penetration? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I make a mean Fifi. <laughs> That could be your prison hustle. You could build f- custom fifi uh-huh. for people, John. I mean, I'm hoping that uh, tattooing is still a popular thing. If hey, I ever yeah, have to there you go. Right, you there know. you go. If nobody, if you, if you're listening to this, and you don't know what a fifi is, just Google it. Yeah, <laughs> but Google it on Google it on like not a hard line. Just Google it off your phone. <laughs> yeah, erase your browser history yeah, afterwards. Yeah, don't leave that on. The, it's <laughs> <fucked up. laughs> don't do it on your work laptop. <laughs> no, do. Dude, yeah, do it on your. And case. if it looks fun, there's a there's a company uh, called Fleshlight, and my friend <laughs> Christy Mack actually has some products for you. So just check that out. <laughs> I saw someone smoke weed out of a uh, um, Fleshlight the other day. That's really? fucked up. Yeah, it was. Uh, fucked up. She was a porn star. I follow her on Snapchat and Twitter. Shit, I can't think of her name, but mm. uh, that's fucked. She's up. She's a tasty one, but I saw that and I was like, "That's a lot of rubber burning in there." Yeah, yeah. I saw I saw a meme that had you know like the flashlight with the with the attachment looks like a mouth. Yeah, yeah. and it said, uh, "My dad's got this fucking my dad's got this thing for practicing kissing on. He didn't <laughs> he doesn't know it. He didn't know that I know about it, but I practice on it every day." Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! All but, right. Uh, We'll wrap it up. Guys, thanks for coming in. For this sure. Was, thanks for having us. us. This yeah, was enjoyable. I, I enjoyed this one, man. I didn't talk much, but I was... It went fast. I enjoyed listening. So, uh, But hey, uh, tell where can everybody find you? What's your Instagram, social media? Uh... uh my personal... Uh, I don't I don't use Facebook because it's the devil. Yep. And uh, Instagram is a devil as well, but a, a lesser devil at this point. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, my Instagram handle is Iron Palm, uh, just one word, and... Uh, the uh the gym instagram is iron and blood sc uh short for strength and conditioning and our shop instagram is uh endurance tattoo awesome and my uh my instagram i'm on facebook but i don't want any of you to friend me so <laughs> leave me the fuck alone um but i'm on instagram it's speedy gonzalez like speedy gonzalez but with a wand in there um and yeah i mean you know if you're offended by anything that i put on there please please keep it to your fucking self nobody cares um yeah but yeah you can look at my tattoos on there every once in a while i slip up and post a personal opinion and immediately remove it yeah um (laughs) that that escalated quickly yeah Yeah, yeah. holy fuck (laughs) all right well hey don't forget you can follow us uh we're on twitter it's at smugcast show uh, you can follow BJ on there. It's at the BJ Robbins. Uh, I'm on there. It's at the Aaron Powell. Uh, we are also on uh, Facebook, facebook.com forward slash smugcast. Uh, we are on Instagram as well, at smugcast underscore. Uh, if you got any hate emails or anything else you want to send us like before, uh, you can send those to smugcastshow at gmail.com. Um, and I ain't leaving out anything. Sponsors. Uh, don't forget, you can go to uh, hempbombs.com. Use promo code SMUG15. Uh, get yourself 15% off your order. Uh, also, uh, Ranger Nutrition. Uh, you go to their website, rangernutrition.com. Use promo code SMUGCAST. You're going to get 15% off your order. Uh, and as always, big shout out to Repo Records. Uh, they help us out with the audio every time we fuck it up and move studios. So appreciate the hell out of them. 
Uh, but uh, this week we are going out to Short Skirt Long Jacket by Cake, one of my favorite songs. Just Absolute, makes me giggle. Absolutely. Um, all right. Well, until next week, kids, stay, stay smug. smug.